Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle. And today we are talking about a relatively recent movie mm-hmm. called Little Italy. Little Italy is a 2018 film starring Hayden Christensen, Emma Roberts, Danny Aiello, Andrea Martin, and Alyssa Milano. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by Donald Petrie, uh, ri- mm-hmm. written by Stephen Gallucci, Steve Gallucci and Vinay Vermani. Uh Donald Petrie is an interesting one because he... We have covered his work before. Yeah, I mean, he did do Grumpy Old Men, which is a big thing. Grumpy Old Men is good. Miss Congeniality is good. And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. The which is low oh, bar for the show. Yeah. Uh, the scores, I guess <laughs> yes. I should do those too. Yes. IMDb was 5.7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes is a 21%. <laughs> However, I will say audience ratings was a 71%. Yeah. Like that, to me, that was a kind of an interesting, like, that happens a lot with Rotten Tomatoes, that, yeah. that you'll have a higher and lower. Yeah. It's just an interesting. There, there is absolutely no way this movie was going to get critical acclaim. <laughs> Nor should it. Well, and plus, unfortunately, nowadays, anytime you hear the name Hayden Christensen, People, oh, I'm I'm gonna get on my soapbox. I'm gonna be right beside you. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the synopsis of this movie: a young couple must navigate a blossoming romance amidst a war between their families' competing pizza restaurants. It's Romeo and Juliet. Kinda, sorta. If you squint, yeah, it, it has elements of Romeo and Juliet. Personally, one of my favorite things in the movie is Danny Aiello and Andrea Martin. <laughs> yes, like. If you guys they, don't know who who they are, I mean Danny Aiello. I'm trying to think what I even know him from. Oh my first, god! Because there's so many things. <sighs> Andrea Martin. The thing I know her from the best is my big fat Greek wedding. Yes, yeah, because she she's makes lamb. Pula. Yeah, she makes lamb, and and I love her. And that is like a quote that my sister tosses out frequently. Oh, to like everything I see her in, I love her. So so having her in I mean, this, the very as first Nona thing, the very was, first thing I ever saw her in is a movie you just rewatched recently, Prince Charming. Yes, I'd forgotten she was in it. Yeah, I've seen dude. it, but I did not well, register that she, she was in it. She has, she like that, and she has a tiny bit part in the musical version of the producer. She's one of the horny old ladies. She is. Why did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Which is the part that Andrew Martin was born for. Let's not. Well, and and then you know, and my big my big fat Greek wedding, and just I I love her yeah. so much. Like she and Alyssa Milano. Oh my god, they were two of my favorite things about this movie. Because I forgot Alyssa Milano when I because I found this movie on <laughs> how we how we even watch this is I found it on. Amazon Prime, because I yeah. was just flipping through, and I was like, hey, Christensen in a rom-com? I have to tell Kia about this. Yes. And I watched the trailer, and Alyssa Milano was in the trailer, but I didn't realize that she was the mother. I thought she was going to be like an aunt. Yeah. Just because I still think of charmed Alyssa Milano, so she shouldn't be old enough to be Emma Roberts' mother, because that's weird. It's like, But yeah, it was like the fact that, that Alyssa Milano is, you know, in her, you know, at least mid-40s now, and it's like, she, she's old enough to be Emma Roberts' mother. It's still weird. That's all it I'm is, saying. It, it feels bit, weird. It is a little bit weird. But Alyssa Milano and Andrea Martin, they just, mwah, like chef's kiss. They were so good in this movie. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's been a while since, and I, I've gone completely blank on the name. Like she was, her and Christopher Gorham, it's the, 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 the my ne- girlfriend's boyfriend. No, 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 oh. not that. They're in one of the new Netflix original shows. Um, 
Oh man, I, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. But like, I haven't watched that. I know it's. I know it's comedic. But like, I haven't seen her just do like out and out like comedy in a long time. And so, just like her being like a loud Italian mother, like made me so so happy. good. Like and and like and Andrea Martin just took to this like she was born for it. Of like course. and like and she and Danny Aiello just worked so well together. Are you looking him up? <laughs> I'm looking to see what I would know what I know him from the best. I mean, he was in Do the Right Thing, which is a huge one. Yes, oh, Do the Right Thing. Uh, I, I, Moonstruck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Moonstruck. That's probably the first thing I ever saw him. Uh, a Robert Downey Jr. film called The Pickup Artist, which I've tried to watch and couldn't get through the first ten minutes. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, he's just been in a lot he, of stuff. He has been around for a long time. I mean, he's always the Italian guy. Yeah, he's always, he's, <laughs> always the, a, he's always the Italian heavy. Yeah, if you need an Italian guy, I mean, he's in The Godfather 2, I think I just saw. Yeah, yeah he's he's Tony Rosato in yeah. The Godfather Part 2. That was one of his first things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he a lot of times, <laughs> Lucky Number Slevin. Oh my god, I'd forgotten about that movie. Uh, which I've seen. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's Danny Aiello, so... It's just a strange. He, he, yeah. Danny Aiello and and Andrea Martin, they bring like and Alyssa Milano too. Like they bring a little bit of clout to a movie that would be pretty much otherwise forgettable. Yeah, they they're the Andrew, the Andrea Martin, which is, her name is uh Franca, Franca but I'm probably gonna call her Nona for the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, me too. Like, Nona in, and Nono in my in, notes. In my yeah. notes, that's that's because how I refer that to them is, too. That's the Italian grandfather grandmother. Yeah. And and they are not this. They are not married at the po- at the, the beginning of the movie. They are the grandparent, uh, the grandfather of Leo, Leo and the grandmother of Nikki. Nikki, which is the are the two main characters in the movie. And a couple of times, I've referenced them as Carlo and and Franca, and and I might do that occasionally. But yeah, mostly in my notes, they're they're Nona, Nona. The other funny cameo in this movie is Jane Seymour. <laughs> I, she she has my favorite line in this movie, she, which happens towards the end. Like I'm not gonna bring it up right now because I want I want to savor that later because <laughs> it's a moment that I not a moment it's a line that I love. Yeah, and I, having that in there, like she's listed, I think on Amazon Prime, like she's listed in the in the no. thing. I, I watched the trailer then and saw her. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's in the trailer when listed on Amazon. It's just Hayden, Emma, and Alyssa. That's right. Alyssa's the other one. But yeah, so so I went into this knowing she was going to be in it. I did not know she was going to be playing, and I quote, <laughs> a female Gordon Ramsay, only prettier and meaner. <laughs> like, that's... I love it. Yeah. Like, they do the moron sandwich bit, yes. which is just great. Like, that part made me laugh oh. really hard. Um, and then, of course, the stars, Hayden Christensen. And, and Emma Roberts. And, yeah. Go. <laughs> Like, I feel like I want to talk about the bad before the good. That's fine. And we we had a moment off mic of talking about, I, I said, I have some problems, or we said we have some problems with this movie, and I said, I do too, and a lot of mine boils down to two words, and those words are Emma Roberts. And I said, me too! <laughs> we have slightly different problems. Yes, we do. Um, my biggest complaint about Emma Roberts in this movie is I don't feel like she is a mature, I'm not a mature enough actress, but also old enough. Like, yeah. that sounds really weird, but, like, just seeing her in love scenes with Hayden Christensen when they're supposed to be this, they're supposed to be the same age. They were kids that were the same age growing up. Yeah. I don't buy it at all, and I, th- I feel like she herself is just too young for the particular role she's playing. I don't 
buy yeah, see, a I, lot of the stuff with her. I agree that, like, I feel like she's too young to be playing, like, for, I think she's too young for the role. I do not feel, and I think it's probably just because I'm conditioned because leading ladies are usually, like, severely younger than the leading men. Mm -hmm. But, like, like, um, who, like, who is it I was thinking of the other day? Like, um, like the actor, like, Ben Wishaw. Mm Mm-hmm. The man is 38 years old. He can still play, like, 17. That's fair. I swear to God. And, and Hayden looks younger than and, he is. Yes, and Hayden looks a lot younger than he is. And so... But I feel like she looks like a lot younger than she is as well. Yes. So so I think, like, it's, for me, there's a weird... So the, the age, like, didn't bother me at all because... Be, I think... And I think it comes off in how they... Um, and how they're portraying their characters in that, like... Hayden is older than Emma, but, like, the character of Leo is still kind of younger. Yeah, Yeah, he's still goofy and, like, acts younger. Yeah. And she is trying to act older. And I just don't buy her as older. Like... Yeah, I don't either. And I think it's nothing against... I mean, I I don't care for her acting. I had had an epiphany watching Uh this movie last night, and it was... I realized I've only really watched her... Like, this is probably, like, the third thing that I've watched her in... That's fair. <laughs> because Scream 4. Yeah. I'm going to spoiler alert. Like, she she comes off as dull mm-hmm. in Scream 4 for a reason. Mm-hmm. Until the turn. Mm-hmm. And then she's a fucking psycho. Mm-hmm. Which she plays well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Scream Queens. Where she is 100% psychopath. Like, Chanel is... But, like, she's, like, all... Like, it's all over the top. It's screaming. It's, you know, it's, like, name-calling. Yeah. Like, it's a character who is meant... Like, who is as shallow as a rain puddle. She's a caricature. She's not supposed to be a real character. And, like, everybody on Scream Queens is. Yeah. But, yeah, I think... Like, realizing, like, watching this movie... I I looked through her credits. I'm like the like I know like Nancy Drew. Oh yeah, I forgot she did that. Yeah, she did Nancy Drew. She did um she did a movie called Aquamarine, which I remember. Yeah, I remember like when both of those came out, Mm -hmm. and just I'm like I was too old for them and didn't care. I watched Nancy Drew because I have a problem. No, I I know. (laughs) I've read all the books growing up. I played the stupid computer games. Like Nancy Drew is one of my favorite. See, I never got into Nancy Drew as much. I read the Boxy Twins. So, I didn't have as much of an attachment there. Uh, but, like I said, I, realizing I had only seen her in Scream 4 and, and Scream Queens, where, as I said, both things are, you know, she's meant to be, like, over-the-top and psychotic. Realizing in this, and, like, where things should be played with a little more nuance. I'm like, she is like as wooden as a Matryoshka doll, Mm -hmm. like in places like, and don't get me wrong. Hayden has that problem in a couple of places too. I'm like, but he's kind of always had that problem. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to hold the line here. Um, Yes, it is a problem sometimes, but it comes off looking a hell of a lot worse in the Star Wars prequels because George Lucas writes shitty dialogue. Yep. 
<laughs> yep, yep, yep. Like so, like any, I think like anybody who like denigrates Hayden Christensen needs to like be tied to a chair and clockwork oranged with the movie Life Is a House. Yeah, I've watched that. I did a report on that in mm-hmm. college because you made me watch it, <laughs> and I, it's a great movie. That yeah, the class where I was the dealer, like I was like yep. the drug dealer. Like there was you, there was Sarah, there was somebody else that like people came to me and borrowed movies so that they could do them for their final. It was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, he doesn't, I feel like he's wooden in places, but he doesn't deserve, I mean, nobody can make the, some of the lines work. Like we've talked before about the show, about the, the theater company, Star Kid on here, Team Star Kid. Yes. They did a thing called Annie, which is a musical parody <laughs> of Star Wars. And they pull some of the lines from Attack of the Clones in a love song. No one can make those lines work. I'm haunted by the kiss that you never should have given me. That's just not a good line. Like, I get where it's coming from. But, and, it's not like, and I'm hoping that this feeling won't become a scar. This kiss won't become a scar. scar. Yeah. Like, oh my god. And it's it's just, like, no it's, one can make okay, these work. It's one of the, it's it's the thing of, like, I appreciate the sentiment that you're going for, mm-hmm. but it's, like, bad fanfic writing. Yeah. And that's the way George Lucas writes. I mean, Carrie <laughs> Fisher went and rewrote stuff for right. everything that he ever did when she was with him. It's like, I, and I'm going, I, I feel horrible. I can't remember, like, his wife, who did a lot of the work, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So and they weren't they weren't together anymore, were they? By the time that the prequels came out, I don't think so. Yeah, but I know. I mean, but I know, like especially with the original trilogy, like his wife and Carrie, mm-hmm. like saved his yeah. ass. The <laughs> like, I mean, the what is it? The um, I've space on the name of the movie. I remember. Oh, awake. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, I remember watching that movie and immediately, like, texting you and, like, telling you, like, things that I absolutely loved about it because it's another, it's, it's another case of, of feeling, like, it didn't quite live up to its potential, like, awake. It's not a fabulous movie, like, for what it was, it was good. Um, but I think that Hayden and Lena Olin, who played his mother, they have some scenes that are out of this world, like incredible. And like the cinematography is great. It, like I said, it's not a fabulous movie. It's not award winning, but it's worth the watch. Like I know it got heavily shit upon, and a lot of that had to do because of Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen cannot be in a commercial movie and not get crapped on. That's just the way yeah, it's going to be. Because everybody like. It's like the two things that everybody blames, like the the downfall of the of the Star Wars prequels. Everybody blames them on Hayden Christensen and Jar Jar Binks, and, and that's not two, accurate. Two actors who have like no, like they have no blame in this game. Like it all falls squarely upon the feet of George Lucas. Well, I mean, and and you know I've talked about this before, but Talison Jaffe points out editing is a huge thing. Yes, and I think the other thing that gets overlooked in those movies I just said it a minute ago, but is the dialogue and the script, and yeah, the. People People care about what is said, not just the emotion that it's said with. Exactly. Yeah, it's you know what. Um, I mean, the, the thing the thing that we quote from Talison a lot is you know, where he mm-hmm. says you know that when a lot of people complain about a movie, they're not actually complaining about the thing they think they're complaining about. Yeah, and that a lot of the times you know what they're complaining about, like it actually comes down to editing to a and, bad edit. Yeah. yeah, to a bad edit, and not necessarily like something the director did or whatever. It's you know a lot of it comes down to editing mm-hmm. and. But yeah, with 
Like, you and I could have an entire podcast just just ranting about Star Wars. It's true. But the point being, <laughs> so, we believe Hayden Christensen is a better actor than he gets credit for. Yes. And and like I said, my dad and I went to the theaters to see the movie Life as a House. Because mm-hmm. my dad was a huge fan of Kevin Klein. And so that movie is, like, it's Kevin Klein, it's, it's uh, Chris and Scott Thomas, it's it's Hayden, it's, like, a very young Ian Summerhalder, mm-hmm. um, Mary Steenburgen, like, Scott Bakula's in it. Like, um, it's a great cast of characters, and, and it's a whole story about, you know, Kevin Klein's character is a man dying of cancer, and he has a very, like, troubled son, Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. And the entire purpose of this is that he's tearing down, he's tearing down this, his house and like, they're going to build something together. Like that's what he's doing as he's dying. Mm-hmm. And, and, but he keeps it, he keeps it from his son that he's dying. And like the moment when his character finds out that his dad is dying, that is one of the most heartrending moments in all of cinema for me. And, and like, and I hold that up as a template of like the Hayden is like he's not horrible. Like he's mm-hmm. he can actually do some good work. That's one of the reasons I ended up choosing that movie. Yeah. And other than the fact that I'd seen it and fallen in love with it too, was because I wanted to show that Hayden Christensen doesn't deserve the yeah. I don't even know the right way to put it, but but the the furor that he gets <laughs> yeah and. The weird thing for me now is that we're on a bounce back and a lot of people like the prequels again, which I find strange. And I don't hate the prequels. People like the prequels now because they're hating on the new trilogy. I've seen people who like the new stuff and the, and the prequels and it just shocks me and I don't even know how to deal with it. I spend more time on, well, well, sorry, I was about to say I spend more time on Twitter than you do, but you aren't on Twitter at all. Nope. So it's like, I'm talking about like internet yeah. internet stuff that like or like YouTube stuff because I do a yeah. lot of I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I was telling you a lot of essay stuff yeah and so it always interests me <laughs> to see people that that don't hate the prequels because I didn't hate the prequels as a kid I didn't hate the prequels I was bored out of my ever loving mind I thought Attack, Attack of the Clones. Clones was a bad movie like yeah just I think it's the worst of the three. Like, Phantom Menace gets the most crap, but I think Attack is worse. Mm-hmm. I think it's weaker in a lot of ways. I'm like, so we could do a Star Wars thing. The point being, Hayden Christensen is a better actor than he gets to credit be for. To be fair, the second movie in a trilogy is usually the weaker one. Yes. That that movie is bad plot-wise, and I could go on for hours we, about that. We literally so could I'm turn this into a Star Wars podcast. trying to bring it back. But yeah. but yeah, so Hayden doesn't deserve all I, the blame. I think some of... The, I think the last movie... I, I I think there are parts that are excellent of his mm-hmm. in that last movie. The fight between Obi Wan and yeah and uh, Anakin is one of my favorites in the movie. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think it's really dumb. It 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 inspired all the memes. In the same breath, the scene where he chokes Padme is not horrible. It's horrible, but not for those not reasons. for his part. <laughs> yeah, but but like I love Natalie Portman. I always feel like Natalie Portman phoned it in in that movie. Yes. More so than he did, even. And he, I think he did a little bit, too, because they knew that nothing they did was going to fix yeah. what had happened. I mean, the fact that the kid who played little Anakin in the first movie, Jake, basically Jake or Lloyd, I think Lloyd, it was, there had to get out of acting, had to, like, leave anything where people knew him because he was being vilified. He was like a 10-year-old child. Yeah. And like that gets that gets under my skin. Like I could go on the whole rose rose thing too, and how I think it's really dumb 
that she has gotten so much crap for something that's not her fault. We're talking about Rose Tyler from Doctor Who, by the way. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about uh, Ro- isn't it Rose? Oh, Rose Tran? Tico. Tico. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was like, you say Rose. Sorry. Like, I I'm still on. I'm still yeah, on. Yeah, no. But uh, you start. Wars. You say Rose, and like, I think she's gotten a whole lot more than she deserves. And I automatically <laughs> thought, like, yeah, Rose Tyler. Everybody kisses her ass, and they shouldn't. Yeah, anyway. no, I wasn't going that one. Sorry, I was, I was going. Like, I was going. I was like, uh, that was a hard turn, but I'm with you. I was just going actors in the Star Wars universe who have gotten a lot of grief for stuff. That it's, yeah, it's Kelly, 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 Kelly Tran. Tran. Yeah, well, I don't know why I said Rose. I don't know why that... Her character's name is Rose Tico. Okay, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> I was combining Kelly Marie Tran and Rose Tico and going Rose Tran. And I was like, that's not the right name. But yeah, she doesn't deserve what she gets either, I don't think. for Because she gets blamed for a lot of stuff in that movie. And I'm like, really? Because that's not the way I see this. Yeah. And and yeah, so, so all of that to say that this movie has Hayden Christensen... Giving a rom-com performance. Like, yeah. a, like I think, a fun rom-com performance. Mm-hmm. So. I, like I said, it's... <laughs> I have a lot of issues with this movie. Yeah. Like, they aren't... Like, it doesn't come down... Like, other than the fact, like, I... It doesn't quite feel like Emma Roberts phoned it in, but, like... It was a long-distance call. That's just how <laughs> Emma Roberts is, though, I know. to me. Like I said, like I, like, I feel like I'm... I don't want to bash her. I just don't think that she was right for this role. That's the only way I can say it is like, I don't feel like she fit in this role correctly. Yeah. Like, like there was a, there was a cutout there that needed to be filled and I don't think she quite fit it. Yeah. It just, just just the way that things worked in the movie and like, they have some chemistry. I'm not even going to say that they have some chemistry. Not a lot, in my opinion. Like when some of the reviews I read on IMDb were like, they had chemistry, but the movie wasn't good. And I was like, I don't. Some some scenes I agree. Some scenes, yes. Like the rooftop scene toward toward the end. I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, but but yeah, like there and there are some good. She does some good stuff in a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. But overall, I just feel like she was miscast. Yeah, and it's that's the best way I can ex- explain it. Yeah, and I like I don't want to like I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm coming down harshly on her because. It's something that, like, I see that that I see like prevalent in in today's culture of like tearing down, like tearing down a woman's performance, but while praising a man for doing basically the same thing. And like, yeah. I don't like that's not what I'm wanting this to come across as yeah. like us like putting Hayden Christensen up on a pedal like mm. pedestal and like and throwing. Emma nah, Robertson. he's got his own Emma issues. Robertson. Yeah, and, like and throwing Emma Roberts under the bus. Like that's that's not that that isn't what's happening here. And you know, and I will admit, you know, like I'm guilty of that sometimes. Of like I have, you know, I have like my favorite actors, and like sometimes like I feel like they can do no wrong, like acting wise. But like, oh yeah, the woman they were acting against, like nah, maybe like she wasn't so great. Like I said, I feel like I'm guilty of that sometimes, and like that I want. Wanted to point out, like, that's, like, I, I was making a concerted effort while watching this movie, like, to not, not do, that. do that. But at the same time, I'm just like, I, honey, no. Well, that, like, that's why I use the term miscast, because I don't yeah. think it's completely her fault. I just, I don't think that, that this role was the best one to test her wings on. Like, if that makes Maybe. it, like, because most it, of the stuff we talked about her being in, she plays a young college student or teenager. 
And so this is the first thing I've ever seen her in where she's playing a full adult mm-hmm. and I don't buy her as a full adult. Yeah. I, I can, I, I think I 100% and I think that's that. my problem with it is I don't believe that she could get hired as a five star chef or a four star chef or whatever <laughs> for, for Jane Seymour's chef Corinne's restaurant. I just don't buy that. Like, yeah. I, I just don't. She, she lacks any kind of like gravitas of being an adult. And it's not, like I said, it's, I, I, that's why I say it was miscast and not necessarily yeah. just her performance. Yeah. I think she was trying it's, to to get to something that she maybe isn't at yet, if that makes sense. And this is going to sound weird. I also wonder if it has something to do with the director, because I'm thinking of, you know, other movies that this director has done, like, like, Grumpy Old Men, like, fucking Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Like, just turn on a camera and let them and that's roll. That's gold, yeah. Yeah, like, let them roll. Like, Miss Congeniality. Sandra Bullock knows what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, just, once again, turn on a camera and let her work. And, like, and to a certain degree, like, I will admit, all the problems that we had with How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, it's not badly directed. Like, no. And, and to be fair, like, you have two actors who very much know what they're doing. And in this movie, in Little Italy... The scenes where you have, like, where it is just, for lack of a better word, where it's the grown-ups, where you have uh, Andrea Martin and Danny Aiello, or where you have, you know, like, the, the moms talking over like, <laughs> over the fence line, or even, you know, like, when, when the dads are fighting, everything feels fine. Yeah. It just, it almost feels like, like, she, you know, somebody who actually, like, needs the direction, he couldn't get that. Yeah. Like he couldn't get what he needed out the, of her, maybe. The other thing about this movie, and I kind of said it at the end of my notes, but I'll say it now. It felt like a rated R Hallmark movie to me. Yes. Okay. If that makes when, any sense. Thank you for bringing up the rated R because now I'm going to like, like sledgehammer my way into like my other problem with this movie. When I got on IMDb to like to look up, you know, to write down the synopsis of this movie, and I saw that it was rated R, like I wanted to like break my television because I immediately knew what I was in for. I don't know why, but there are many times in this movie that I was reminded of that really horrible, terrible, god awful movie. I don't even want to say its name. Long shot. <laughs> <laughs> There were there were little hints of this movie that reminded me of that. I'm like, it's an R-rated long shot. Like, I don't remember tons about the movie. I just remember the way that it made me feel, and this movie made me feel the same way in places. But the fact, like, as soon as I saw it was rated R, like, I knew what it was going to be. Like, the... I will say this. For me, when I saw it was rated R, I was afraid of what it was going to be, and it did not have as much of some of the types of humor in it as I expected. I... Oh, this is, like, talking about, like, feeling like, um, like, Emma Roberts being miscast or, like, again, like, her just not feeling old enough. The whole, like, like, um, like, girl talk in the bar, that was painful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple of scenes like that in the movie that were painful. Like, because it's, it's her and, like, two of her girlfriends and, like, they're talking about, like, guys that she was dating over in England and like it's it's laden with sexual innuendo. But it was pointless sexual innuendo. Like it was absolutely pointless. See and this is something It's like she might as well have been like talking about her tax returns. 
Yeah. Like, for all of, like, the care she gave about it. Yeah. yeah. This is the other thing that I'm going to... This is a soapbox that I have outside of this that my husband and I share. Gratuitous stuff that goes nowhere is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Like, that's one of the reasons that I'm, I'm going to say it. The most controversial thing I can probably say, other than I think Hayden Christensen's a pretty good actor. Because <laughs> that's the most controversial like, thing we've said on this podcast. It's like, the mo- yeah. But I couldn't get into Game of Thrones because I felt like the violence and nudity were gratuitous. And I don't mean that there was too much of it. I mean that there was too much of it with no point. When there's no point, why do it? If you're doing it for a shock value, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, that sounds so dumb. But that's one of the problems I had and could never get into Game of Thrones the first season. I watched more than half of the first season, so don't, you know, send your emails. Yell at me. I don't care. But... I tried. I wanted to because I really like a number of the actors in it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to like it. I mean, my boy's in it. My Jason, my Jason Momoa boy is in it. So I wanted to, to love it because I love Momoa before Cal Drogo. That's right. <laughs> I'm a hipster. Anyway. <laughs> no one would ever accuse you of being that. <laughs> but my point is, I don't, I just don't get the point to having an innuendo that has no point. And like that whole story about the investment banker, other than him having a throwaway line about it later when they're about to have sex or whatever, not yeah. even then, he has a throwaway line he, about it later. And it, it, other than it saying, well, you have someone else too, I can have someone else kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, like all, situation. It, all it is, is, like when it comes up later, is she's saying she's going to go back to London and he's like, oh, to your investment banker. And and she's like, oh, okay, you want to play that? Like, well, how long is it going to take you yeah. to have somebody else in your bed as soon as I walk out the door? Yeah, and that's and that, all it amounted to. Yeah, so, and, and that doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah. Well, like, instead of having that stupid innuendo scene, you could have just had her go, oh, you know, I'm just not sure that's going to work out. And like, done. We don't have I, to do the... Honestly, the character of Gina, I was going to mention this later, Gina's pointless. Like, Gina is essentially the friends in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. She exists only as a tool in in in, in all, the belt, all, and that's all it. All Gina is, Gina is, uh, Gina is a yardstick to show what Nikki's life is like versus what it would have been had she, she stayed. Had she stayed. That, that is all Gina is. Which is sad because Gina, I'm like, there actually could have been some depth. Yeah. Gina. Like, Gina could have, they could have, like, I'm wondering if there are some deleted scenes with Gina. Could be. Because I feel like we're missing part of the story with Gina. Yeah. Like, we, we weren't even really introduced to her except for... Uh, like she picks she Nikki picks comes up. oh Gina and that's it like that's we don't know who this person is like because I've seen my big fat Greek wedding I was like is this a cousin like <laughs> like what is, how does no, this person just, fit into her life friends and yeah and clearly she she is also one of the people who clearly pushes Leo and Nikki together. together. Yeah. Other than that, she other than taking her to Luigi's bar at the beginning of the at the beginning ish of the movie, yeah, she doesn't serve any plot point. Like she's no, there. She, like no, like she really doesn't. And she and she drives people to the to the airport for the wrong at the very chase end. end. Yeah, she the, doesn't even get to be there for the speech. Like that kills oh, I know. me. Like cause, yeah, she she drops everybody else off at the curb and then she has to, to go, go park. park. I mean, I will say the other the thing about this movie that I did love was the family. Yeah, I thought that they did because because I'm gonna because he directed Hell's Guy in ten days. I'm gonna do a little comparison. These people felt well well rounded for the most part. Yes, there were a couple of flat. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stereotypes in this movie. Yes, and they they play into the stereotypes a lot. Yes, I had some issues with that. Yeah, but at least this is sound weird. At least Luigi had a little bit more to do than Gina. Yes, just a little. 
And I, I yeah. didn't love that scene either, but like there was some weird stuff that yeah. didn't, I was like, really? Okay. But yeah, the like things that made this movie rated R that like are like were actively things that took me out of the movie and like downright angered me. Like <laughs> the um the cop who's frisking. Yeah, Leo. I hated that part. I hated it. So many of these jokes like, don't it, land. It like it borders on sexual assault. Oh, it like, is. What it she's doesn't doing, even border. Like, what she's doing. The dads getting into their children's sex lives in the bar fight. <laughs> yeah. That and was I, too I, far. I, I say bar fight. I don't mean, like, fisticuffs. I mean, they have a weekly, like, standing, like, thing at this, like, at Luigi's bar where they come in and, like, they, like, they shit talk each other until, like, it gets to the point that they're about to throw punches and, like, somebody rings a bell. Like, it's, it's a, it's a bar fight, but not, like, a bar fight. This didn't, like, irk me nearly as much, but it's still, I was, like... Like, it got up to the line, and then I'm like, okay, we're done, you can leave it, and then it just continued to go. Jogi dancing on the table with the old lady. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it got weird. Um, Some people had some really strange reactions to pot, and that... Yeah. Because, like, like, I don't... I do not actually smoke pot, but I've watched a lot of things with people who do, and I've seen people who do, and that is not typically the reaction that you see. I'm like... Like, yeah. you know, like, people had uh, been at a rave. Like, yeah. It wasn't. Like, I was just really confused as to how. The, yeah. It was like, these people, these people were acting like, like, they had done, like, speedballs and were just, like. Because like, one of the dads. They were, they were, like, the party monsters. One like, of the dads basically switches out the oregano of his, of his next door neighbor for uh, marijuana. Yeah, and then they put it on the pizza, and so, like, these pizzas are, like, delivered, like, they're, like... The fact that everybody's eating them and it's their biggest day ever is hilarious. That, okay, that's funny. Yeah. And the, um, mom and dad, like, okay, the fact that, like, they were kind of giggly and spacey, I'm like, okay, That works, yeah. Fine, I'm like, that's a decent reaction, I'm like, <laughs> like, Robin Williams in one of his, like, his one of his stand-up, com- one of his stand-up comedy specials... He had a whole thing like where he was talking about like during the the uh, during the Olympics and like the snowboarders being stoned, and and he was talking about he's like um, he's like you know if like if you wanted these guys to go faster he's like all you had to do was like put a big fucking Hershey bar at the end of the run you know <laughs> and um, and how and he's like he's like you know like they were talking about like it's like the uh, like the judges were talking about like marijuana being a performance enhancing drug and he's like no that's only true if you put the Hershey bar at the end of the run he's like because when you're stoned you're lucky you can find your own goddamn feet and so I'm like why are these people like acting like it's fucking Mardi Gras up in here <laughs> the, they, like, they drop some acid they've done something like that like it's not it's nothing I've ever seen. Like, I was sitting there going, man, what did he dose this with? Like, is is there, like, a very, like, light LSD like, coating? Like, like, what's there, going some, on? It's like, this is marijuana and some pixie dust or some shit. Because, like, this old lady's dancing all up on the table. Like, it, yeah. It just baffles. Like, there was a, like, um, I don't know. And, and the cop, that's what made the cop all all gropey is that she was high. Yeah. Because take those, take those pizzas back. We'll eat them as evidence. Like, because yeah, because like, you know, th- like while all this has happened, like Leo has made the weekly, like the, the Saturday delivery of pizzas to the police station. Yeah. And so all the cops get high and come down there, bust them. And, and th- like, that's what causes like this female cop to get super gropey. 
Yeah. And, like, it's, like, just a step above, like, putting her hand down See, Leo's pants. That's probably my other biggest complaint about this movie, is there are so many, there are several jokes that don't land. Oh, um, Luigi's naked ass. Yeah, that, that was, was unnecessary. That was pointless. Other than for her to think for a second she slept with Luigi, but we as the audience know she didn't. Like, that was the that, other thing. It's like, if the audience knows you didn't sleep with Luigi, or that she didn't sleep with anybody, like, why, why do we have to keep that joke going on for as long as we keep it going on? Yeah. Although, I mean, I did really laugh at, at the stuff with Hayden. Like, that part was funny to me. No, like, on both again, sides. Because like, they have an established relationship. Yeah, her and Luigi, it, it, no. Like, that was just unnecessary. Yeah. But it... <laughs> I think this is going to sound, this is going to, like, a random tangent, and I don't know why, because mentioning they have an established relationship reminded me of this. Um, Irreplaceable You has ruined me for, like, friendship romances, <laughs> because, because Goo Goo and McKeel were, like, so great at that, like, in this one, I'm like, I don't. Like, I almost, like, don't buy that you even, like, know each other, much less that you were childhood best friends. But I think some of that does come down to the casting, too. Like, yes. Like, the, just the way that they interplay together doesn't, the, doesn't the one, work. The one time that I buy it, like, that I actually, like, one of the few times that I feel like there's actually, like, some, like, there might be some sparks here is when they're playing football in the rain. I was going to say, I love that scene. I Number too. one, they gave us something we really appreciate, which is Hayden Christensen out in the rain. <laughs> I, I appreciate okay, that. You like you take like pretty much any like normal interaction scene between two people and you put it during a rainstorm, I am automatically going to love exactly. it 3,000 times more. Exactly. Because like we haven't even started how the movie works. We haven't, but... So, but I think this works fine. Basically, yeah. like it starts off with... like I didn't like the voiceover either at the beginning. I it thought got, it went on too long. It it went on too long, and it's intercutting. Like, it's him and her. It's doing a double voiceover. But they're like, interacting with each other, not just doing the voice. It was yeah, weird. and when you find out, like, at the end of the movie, that it's basically they've been telling this whole story to Chef Corinne. Corinne yeah. And that they've been, yeah, they've been telling this whole story to, to Chef Corinne. And so, like, I get it from that, but one, it was too confusing because they, because basically they're interjecting with each other and, like, they're only speaking in, like, very short sentences because somebody else interjects. And, like, it was so hard to follow the, the only line way of the that could have worked is if you saw, like, you started off with her and Corinne in the bar like, at the restaurant or whatever, and you start off with the two of them talking, because then you could play it as if we don't know what exactly what's happening. Yeah. And, like, every once in a while, he walks by and pops his head in. Like, that's what's yeah. happening behind the scenes, but we as the audience just hear them talking too long. Yeah. Because we see the interaction and the, the, the actual, like, playing out of what they're talking about mm -hmm. happening on screen. All it needed was the beginning of that narration, even for both of them. I'm fine with both of them at the very beginning. But yeah, they're... But it's the interjecting over each other. Yeah, there, like, there were a couple of times that, like, like, where it really stood out, because, like, I have the line written down, they're, um, you know, they're talking, you know, being in Little Italy, you know, it, to us, like, to us, Little Italy wasn't just a few city blocks. It was our entire world, and we knew everyone, and everyone knew us. Yep. And, like, that is split up about three different times between the two of them. Yeah. And then there's a line, like, they're talking about, you know, the two of them being, like, super competitive and everything. And, and then they get into, we have the voiceover line, being Italian is about three things, tradition, passion, and pride. And we were raised on all of it. 
Again, that is a line that is cut up about four times, like, between the two of them. And that's, for me, that's the spot you in the narration. Like, yeah. that we don't need any more than that. Because then we go in, we see that we, their dads work together. Like, yeah, because immediately after that, we continue the narration with them saying, Little Italy's Pride and Joy, Pizza Napoli, where our families made the best pizza in the world. And their dads were best friends. We get that. Like, yeah, their dads you, were they best did friends. a lot of telling that could have been done through showing. Yes, exactly. Um, that he doesn't give it freely. You don't want it. By the way, <laughs> I love it. Anyway, that was a good line. Nona had but some good see, lines. Yeah, we see. You know, like in the one like big happy family restaurant. So they have Leo's dad, Vince, mm-hmm. Vinny. They call him. Yeah. I, I I would probably slip and call him Vinny. Um, he makes the crust. Mm-hmm. Which was his father Carlo's recipe. So it's basically it's Carlo's crust. It's it's uh Fran- it's it's Franca's sauce. sauce. Like and so like the two of them are the foundation for this pizza that is the best pizza in Little Italy. And, and it's, it's Little Italy in Toronto or Montreal. I don't remember which, but it's I, in Canada. Yeah, yeah, it's a Canada. Which, which is a totally different, like, that threw me for a second. Yeah, it threw me, because you think, you think, like, New York, before you think, like, <laughs> Something like Italy. that, yeah. yeah. And no, no, this is actually in Canada. In Canada, yeah. And which was just an interesting, like, yeah, just, I don't know, it was just such a strange thing to, like, throw I think in. I love I it, think though. I think it's because, and I think it also, like, kind of threw me, because the last movie we talked about was set in Canada. It was yeah. set in Toronto. Yeah. And so, it's weird, because we know logically that like 98% of everything that's in production right now is being filmed in Canada. Yeah. But rarely is anything set in Canada. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of baffling, but I loved it. I thought it was really, but yeah, really but we, thing. but basically what it is, you know, like the, the dads are best friends. Like the moms are best friends. The, you know, like the Leo and Nikki, like they're best friends. And so it like it's literally just all one big happy family. And then there's there's the pizza contest, like the the yearly like Little Italy pizza contest, and the dads win the pizza contest, but then get into a fight immediately after, and, and will and never tell anyone why. They never tell anybody what. But it's they about. never speak again. Yeah, they they never speak again. <laughs> Sal and went so, next door and bought the place next door, and so they have I do, pizza places next door to each other. I do. <laughs> I do love the fact it's like Vince's pizza, it's the best, and then immediately next door is like Sal's pizza, it's better. Yeah. Those sorts of petty little things, like, I live for. Oh, yeah, the petty stuff in this movie is hilarious. Oh, yeah. The, the, it's like Sal and, and Vinny going back and forth, their stuff is great. Yeah. The Because, yeah, they're, so they're fighting now, and then we flash to present day. Yeah. Well, hold on. I do want to mention one thing uh-huh. is because like going back to like, you know, everything being like one big happy family is you have, um, Sal and I have completely spaced on Alyssa Milano's character's name. I called her Alyssa Milano for most of the <laughs> I just, I just referred to everybody like as mom and dad. I did too. I did it's that like, too. So, yeah. so you have, so Nikki's mom, um, Nikki's parents, you know, like every, we're having like this big, like, you know, happy moment in the kitchen and then there's a song that's on the radio and, and her, you know, her dad goes over and like turns it up and it's like her parents are like start dancing in the kitchen and, you know, this song is Aldi Law and, and, and like, you know, they mention in the voiceover, like her parents dance to this song every day. But why do we have to have that in the voiceover? I'm just sorry. I'm yeah. Just and, oh, I'm right there with you. Because then we also get <laughs> but, the voiceover of her going, I was crazy about you or I was moony over you or yeah. whatever. 
And it's obvious again, because she's staring at him. Like yes. the little children. It's like, but I will like, I do enjoy, I do enjoy this moment of, you know, little Leo asking Nikki, you know, what does all the law mean? And she tells him, he's like, beyond everything, there's you. And, you know, and typical kids, you know, like that's when, you know, he's just like, ew. And she, and then she has this, you know, doe-eyed look on her face. And that's when she's like, I was so moody over you. And I'm like, we didn't, we don't like, need that. It was literally a moment of, like, I literally said out loud, thank you, Captain Obvious. Yeah, like, there's so much said in that movie that, in the voiceover stuff that doesn't need to be done. Like, it, like if it were, if we didn't have this whole flashback introduction, and it was just the two of them sitting down with Corinne and telling her, sure. But the like, flashback works better, but only if you take away some of the voiceover. Yes, it's... You can't have both. It was way too much. Yeah. Um, but but so yeah, then, then we have present day, and Chef Corinne, we already talked about her. She's the female yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Um, and, she is going to be opening up yep. a new restaurant in Mayfair. Nikki attends her culinary school. Yes, Nikki, Nikki attends her culinary school. There's another guy named Gareth. Basically, it's going to be down to the two of them. Corinne wants them to come up each wants each of them to come up with a full menu and and everything for um like for this new restaurant that she's opening and like present it to her like you have like two weeks or whatever. Like, I clearly watch too many cooking shows and too much uh-huh. stuff because I immediately went, if it's your restaurant, they wouldn't be coming up with the menu. Uh-huh. It like would- there would be like a chef's specialty. Yeah. Sure. And, and she would probably As, want them to cook for her. Yes, but. like, and, a, like, there would be, like, a chef's, like, signature dish or whatever, but, like... I also can't imagine a chef taking someone from culinary school and putting them in charge of her kitchen. I can't, like, sure, like, okay, like, I'm sure, like, Bobby Flay has, like, you know, 6,000 restaurants across the globe. He is not the head chef in every single one of them. Yeah. But I guarantee, like, they're using all his recipes. Yeah, they, they wouldn't be using... I just thought that was weird. Yeah. Like, that just seemed strange to me that that was, that was a thing. Yeah. I understand what they were going for, but once again, this is where the Hallmark movie side of me kicked in, uh-huh. and I went, oh! Yeah. But basically, you know, Corinne tells her, you know, that if, that tells Nikki that if she's going to, that if she's going to get this job, which, and it feels like Corinne's kind of pulling for her. Yeah. That it, Corinne tells her that if she's going to get this job, then that means that she's going to have to have her visa changed from student to work. And and so to do that, that means like she's gonna have to go home for a short period of time. Go home and like reapply for it. And yes, and, and reapply. You know, it's like, like she has to go home, and she hasn't been home in five, five years. years. So she goes home. Okay, there we go. Like that's like there's so much of this movie could have been accomplished so much quicker. <laughs> yes, it really, it really could. Anyway, have. so she goes home. Uh, she, I love the part where she calls her mom. Like, when Alyssa Milano's on the phone with her mom, Nikki's mom, and she, like, hangs up the phone and she's, like, screaming because she's so excited because her baby's coming home. Like, the that, like, my note on that scene is, is like, Jesus Christ, I love Alyssa Milano. Yeah. <laughs> like, she feels like an Italian mother. Like, she, it's... Like a mother. God. Like, yeah, period. just... Oh my god. But, but yeah, but and we get Leo's kind of after she's going home, we get the introduction of Leo and we see his life and what he does. Mm-hmm. And that's when they actually tell us that when the dad split up and stuff. Yes. Which I thought was strange. And we we see that both pizza parlors are pretty much dead. Yeah. And, without and it's, each other. And basically what it amounts to is 
it, we essentially have like Leo telling his dad to get with the times because like he says later, you know, his dad only like his dad thinks that pizza should only should only be round with sauce and mozzarella. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to make even a square pizza or, yeah, or like a thin crust. Heaven forbid. Yeah. And I did think this comes later in the movie, but the fact that he had a pizza oven in his oh, apartment yeah. was interesting. <laughs> that I was like, and one, I was like, that's obsessed with pizza. And we know he lives with Luigi because he has, because working at Luigi's bar, he gets free rent because he doesn't make enough money at the pizza, at the pizza yeah. place to be able to afford rent. So it's not his apartment. He has a pizza oven in Luigi's apartment. Yeah. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, he, um, we see that, uh, oh, and there's, there's the two, uh, Indian employees, Jesse and Jogi. Yeah. Like, as, like that. Okay. Sorry. I just remembered another thing. It's when, um, like Jogi is going out to make a delivery <laughs> and Leo hands him the address and says, look, you gotta be careful. Like the ladies of this place, they are wild. I knew immediately oh, the I, joke. Oh, I, I did too. But like Jogi is basically just like, my body is ready. Yeah. And Jogi's like, an idiot. it's an old lady's home. And like, they're all over him immediately. They're yeah. They're handsy ladies. And I was like, and I, and like immediately, like because like from the get go, like from the time like like that that we're reintroduced to these characters as adults, like from the get go, we're basically told that like like Leo doesn't keep it in his pants, and it's because like women like won't take no for an answer, like essentially, essentially, yeah. it's like and like like that he's. Like, that he's a Casanova without trying. Which just felt weird. Like... Yes! Not because Hayden Christensen isn't attractive. Because he is. He's very attractive. Like, he's conventionally attractive, yes. But... But... I mean, <laughs> later he gets a shirt that says, Save a Stallion, Ride an Italian. And I about fell on the floor. It's like, I've seen shirts like that. I have too. But for him to actually pick it up and buy it... Oh, I know. It's just something I didn't think was going to happen. But yeah, but, so... So we get that, but the the two it employees just, had my favorite. Like the girl had my, or the guy actually. It was it was Juggy had my favorite line when she came out and was giving him crap, and he says, uh, "They say Car was a real bitch." Are the two of you related? <laughs> I was just like, yes. Like they're they're well, back and forth, like at each other. I would, say, I would say jokes, but to them they aren't completely jokes. Are amazing, like like they're, the they're, I would say something about your mother, but cows are sacred, sacred in India. India. Oh, like, <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. Like I love <laughs> so and bad. They, um, and and this like it's through them that that we start seeing like how deep like this yeah. th- this feud goes because Chogi's getting on the Vespa to go deliver these pizzas and like. Like his foot goes over the parking space line just as Jesse is walking out to like stick out the trash. And like she starts yelling at him for like having his foot in their parking space. And then then later she goes inside and Sal starts getting onto her and he's like he's like, you know, Jesse, like what did like what's wrong with this sauce? And she tastes it and she's like, Oh, curry powder. Jogi! <laughs> like like and that's and that's when Sal is like, Oh, don't worry, like I've got a like I've got, you know, a surprise for them or whatever. And that's when like he it, like he, he like makes some oblique reference to pot, like and what he's going to do to Vin. Yeah. But like you know, so it, it goes deep. And like don't get me wrong. 
I am all for shenanigans. Like I like I love these kinds of hijinks. Yeah. Like it's like it, I I they, love it. They mentioned some of the other hijinks that have been pulled later in the movie. Oh yeah. Well, and, and you're just like how are these people not in jail? What, what was it like Vin like Vin almost got Sal arrested for like like tax evasion or something? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, like Cause, like, yeah, because cause Leo is telling is telling Nikki all this because she's because Nikki apologized. Well, she apologized yeah. for what happened. He goes, we've never apologized for our parents' crap before. I mean, this isn't even the worst that's happened. Yeah. my dad tried to get yours for tax evasion. Yeah, and then yours did. Da, 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 da. Like they go through. He goes through this litany of things that have mm-hmm. happened, and you and as a viewer, you're just like, man. Oh yeah, it's like it's like it's modern day. Like like okay. I really, like, this just hit me. It's like, it's not so much a modern-day Romeo and Juliet as this is a modern-day Hatfields and McCoys. Yes! I like that much better. <laughs> but, yeah. So, we... But Nikki we, comes home. After telling her mom she's not coming in until the next day, she actually comes she's home. She's, like, basically... She, like, she comes home a day earlier than she said she was going to. Because she needs a day to prepare. Yeah. She needs a day, like, to just settle. To go drink, basically, yeah. is what and she tells so, Gina. And so, like, yeah, Gina picks her up, and, like, Gina takes her straight to, to Luigi's bar. And, and, and Leo is at work. And, yeah. And they, and, like, they do shots. Leo questions her her con- not confidence. What's the word? Her ability when she doesn't want to go play soccer in high heels and a dress in the rain. In the rain, because yeah, because it's pouring like it's yeah. it's chucking it's chucking down. And she, because no one can question her, you know. Oh yeah, that's just not how this works. So they go to play soccer, and we talked about that. And and there's a whole running gag of him, you know, like whenever she wins, he's always saying like, "Oh, well, I let you win." And they're both super competitive, and I think it's really cute. Yeah, uh, and that scene works pretty well. Yeah, for for uh, for, for the, with the fact that I don't believe Emma Roberts has ever played soccer a day in her life. There, yeah, that there, scene there, works there, pretty there, well. There are a couple of those cuts, and I'm like, yeah, that ain't her. She's just fought, or like she's going to top the ball and it hits her, and you can tell she's never played goalie before. Yeah, no, but and that's fine. I'm I'm not trying to rag on her. I just right. think they could have done something a little different there. But, um, but like, I will admit, like I do, I like at the very, like, I at least like this idea yeah. of, of these friends, like one, they're off their faces. Cause like, cause they, cause they, they do a shot every time the other one makes a goal or yes. either yeah, this, blocks this or makes a goal. This, this isn't just a challenge like for their honor. This is, this, this is a drinking game. Well, and the whole bar's out there. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like it's just the two of them it, doing yeah, this. It's, it's yeah. The entire bar is out Including there. Including Luigi. Like his boss sent him out to do this. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like every time, every time that, uh, that Nikki blocks a shot Leo has to drink, and every time Leo makes a goal, Nikki has to drink. And yeah. so, yeah, they get completely off their faces. And she actually passes out. That was the other thing that annoyed me, is, like, when she, like, she's kind of doing that, like, drunk, kind of, like, teeter, and, like, you're kind of, like, it's set up to kind of look like, oh, maybe we're gonna get a drunk kiss or something, and then, no, she face plants into his crotch. Yeah, that was dumb. It, it was unnecessary. Yeah. Like I was it, like, okay, again, like it's it's just one of those things that like I straight loved, up annoyed me. I loved his response to it, which was just kind of an eye roll and a okay then. Yeah, <laughs> and he and we don't see it, but he just takes her home. Yeah, and presumably undresses her, even though no. he, he says he does. He said he didn't. He said he didn't, but he did dry her dress for her. So I don't know how the dress got off of her and put away. He somewhere. did not dry it. Like, it was hung on a hanger, like it had been taken care of. It was. I felt like he'd come in and actually like picked it up after she yanked it off and like took care no, of it for her. Like, 
the the way that it played out to me is like I've seen some people do some weird ass things when they're drunk. So that's fair. But I love that he brought her coffee in bed the next morning. <laughs> yep. And then like I was like that I was like that's sweet. He wins the points. And then she's immediately like we need to talk about what happened last night because she's blacked out, doesn't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. And so he he lets her think for a minute that. Until she starts panicking, and he's like, stop, 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 nothing happened, you're fine. Yeah. Because like, my father's going to kill me, I can't have slept with the enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And that was fine, like, it would have been just as fine if they had wound up sleeping together, in my opinion. Like, it happens later, and yeah, it's just whatever. Uh, I-, I like I- that it happens when they're sober, I guess, later, because that's, th- there's more meaning to it when that happens, but... Like, there's more agency to it. Yeah. Like, it's... That's, like, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's there's more agency to it because, like, considering the fact that she did pass out... Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the fact that it jump cuts to, like, her naked in bed the next morning. It's like, yeah. you're, as an audience, we're not given anything to assume that, like, she came to at any point. That's true. Like, it was like, if it had just smashed cut into that, it was like, we were like, whoa. Yeah. Um, I will, there, there is a line during all of this, like, I did enjoy because he, it's like she, she's getting, like, like, they're, like, she's getting dressed or whatever. And, like, he has the line of, like, he's kind of, like, he's a little, like, dumbstruck. Just, like, kind of, like, in, essentially, it's that, it's that look of, like, like, seeing her, like, quote unquote, like, all grown up. Yeah. And, like, starting to notice her, in a different way. And, and he, and she catches him, she catches the look and you know, she's like, what? And he's like, you're just very, and he can't quite find the word. And then he says, how did you get to be so very <laughs> like, I liked that line. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that line. Um, that we get the wives being secret friends in the next, like, yeah. here in a minute. I, yeah. The, they, uh, they hide their wine in their, in uh, the, the flower, flower pots. pots so they can go out and have a cup of wine and talk to each other. And she's, I, I love that you have, uh, the Alyssa, Nikki's mom. It's like, my daughter's coming home today. Yeah. It's going to be a good day. Oh yeah. And so like, yeah, the, the, the moms are exchanging the hot goss at the fence line. And so like, I just, I just love it. But immediately, as soon as one of the husbands comes outside, they're like, they're like, they're basically like, hey, fuck you. Like, yeah, like <laughs> biting their thumb at each yeah. other. And that, yeah, it's beautiful. Just, oh, like, it's so great. Although you do get the moment when uh, Nikki's mom once again turns her husband and goes, if you let this stupid feud ruin my daughter's homecoming, I will kill you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that is just it. You are done for. And, and the other thing is, Nona is super religious, we think. Nona goes to church all the time. Which... We come to find out. Which, again, is a little bit of one of those Italian stereotypes. But because of what's going on under the surface, she's playing to the stereotype to throw her son off. Yes. (laughs) And I love it. I I did appreciate that. Um, But yeah, so we get that the wives are friends. uh, Let's fight the pizza. Yeah. Then then they meet at church. Yeah. Then Nona and... uh, and Oh, hold on. I do do want to say one thing. As soon as Nikki comes in and... um, and, like, her mom has the line of, I made a list of all the single men still in the area. We'll go over it later. Yeah, because she, and that's what she says to, uh, to Leo's mom. She goes, I have to find her husband so she never leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got to get her settled down so she stays with me forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's, she's yeah. just bad and determined. And so, so yeah, then we get, uh, grandma and grandpa, grandma's, or Nona. Yeah. Is going to church. No, 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 no. And she goes into the confessional and it's no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's it's beautiful. Carlo. Yeah. 
I was like that that they've been secretly meeting in the church so that their sons don't find <laughs> out that they're together. Um, yeah. Oh man, oh, that man. part is so funny. And then the, of course the priest walks into the confessional and like yells at them because right. But oh, that that part just <laughs> like I was just that was so funny. And then from here we get the like once again showing that. Leo is a highly, like, highly desirable, virile young man. Uh-huh. Like, we have the random stewardess or the random flight attendant Lisa shows up. I was disappointed in the scene because I was hoping uh-huh. it was going to wind up being a twist. Uh-huh. I was hoping, like, oh, me too, because he says at one point it's not what you think. Like, I was like, I, like show me. That. I have been, I have been like ninety percent hoping, hoping, hoping. I have been like ninety percent <laughs> hoping through this whole thing. That it was going to turn out he wasn't that much of a ladies' man. He just let everybody think that. And, like, right. Lisa Lisa stays there because, well, I mean, she needs a place to stay in town. And he makes good pizza, so she ta- so he, like, they're buddies or something. Like, up until the, the revelation about Luigi it would get later, I yeah. thought maybe she was there for him. Like, I was like, that would be, to me, a really funny twist mm-hmm. to this right. he's a ladies' man nonsense. But, no, this this movie can't afford that. Yeah. But yeah, so there's an awkward scene. It's, it's literally, yeah, it's 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 set up to be an awkward scene because we have, and like, and I I hated, I I hated the visual of it because every time that we've seen that we've seen Nikki, like she's been like well dressed and put together. This one time in the movie, she shows up in, like, shorts and, like, a super baggy long sleeve shirt. Her hair is a mess. Like, just yeah. pulled up into a really messy bun. And, like, and like she's she's dressed, like, it's not that she's, it's not that she's just dressed down. It's, like, she's dressed in, like, the clothes that you wear, like, when you're doing laundry and don't plan to go out all day. Yeah. But then she decided to go out. Um, and she's carrying the soccer and she, ball. And she's carrying the soccer ball. And so she's gone to Leo's basically like, oh, hey, I, you know, I thought we'd have a rematch and like hang out or whatever. And so the visual is her looking like a bag lady standing next to, standing next to this tall, slim, blonde, stereotypical, stereotypical flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Like, with, like I said, like, like I said, slim, blonde, like very good looking. Yep. And so it's presenting the idea of like, oh, look at these two complete opposites, and like, well, and and the the flight attendant immediately looks down on her. Yeah, and I love later on when she's talking to Gina, and she's like, that bag was a knockoff anyway. It's not yeah. even. But but so she and she and uh, I should say Hayden, she and Leo have this conversation after he lets Lisa into the apartment, and. Leo's like, come, I, I want to cook dinner for you. Like, come, come have dinner with me. Yeah. Like, he seems so disinterested in Lisa to me. Yeah. He was way more interested in hanging out. Well, and like, and th- this is something else, like, I kind of bristled at was, um, uh, when, you know, like, like, he has just these two women standing there on the doorstep and, um, he did not know what to do about like, that. Like, yeah, he didn't quite know how to parse the situation. And so, uh, like, Lisa's basically, like, you know, like, it, it's made known that somehow, like, Nikki and Leo know each other. And so Lisa's basically like, oh, aren't you going to introduce us? And so he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, this Nikki, she's been, like, my best friend 
Well, like, my best friend since, well, and, like, he's just trying to explain that, like, they've been childhood friends. But, like, he, like he's just stumbling over yeah. the explanation. And so then, like, he sends Lisa, when he sends Lisa Because well, Lisa's had all the small talk she can stand. Yeah. Once Lisa's gone inside and he stays out on the sidewalk with, with Nikki... And, and and he's talking about, you know, making your dinner or whatever. He's like, you know, I'd like the chance to hang out. And she, she basically says something. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, for best friends. And there's something about the way that she says it. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, why is that bad? Yeah. It's it's given in a derisive manner. It's ba- like, sure. Like, it would, <laughs> it would be one thing had they been dating. Like, if and, they had actually slept together in the scene before, it would have yes. made sense. Like, it would, like, it basically, it was the equivalent of, like, it was basically the equivalent of, like, like, oh, I've been dating this girl, and, like, now my parents are here, and, like, oh, yeah, she's my study buddy. Yeah. Like, it was, that's basically how it came off. And, like, it's like, yeah, it, it annoyed me for reasons I didn't understand after they agree, you know, he's, he, you know, they're gonna have dinner. It's the most awkward, like, parting yeah. that they have because it's like he's trying to go for a hug and like she tries to high five him and like there's a little bit of like trying to kiss on the chin like it is yeah oh my god yeah it's just i oh i wanted to like gibbs the both of them and like smack upside the head <laughs> so then we go to a barbecue in the backyard of nikki's family and I have to mention this simply because the dumbest but funniest line in this movie for me it was awful. Let me make that really clear. I, I rolled my eyes so hard I laughed. When uh, Nikki's mom comes out and kisses her husband and he goes, Ugh, take the gum, leave the cannolis. Yeah. I lost it. I was just I was like, that should not be funny. And yet I, I'm laughing really I hard. I had forgot about that. Like I had I kind of blacked out a lot of this scene because of the creep. Because yeah, because of Anthony. Yeah, because I just wrote creep. I didn't even write his name. The second he comes onto screen, he's fucking. He's adjusting his goddamn dick. Yeah, it's just no, no, just no. And then one, he works in a mortuary. Yeah, he works or works in a funeral home. Um, and like. Nikki, like, has her shoes off or something, and, like, she walks away, and, like, he fucking picks up the shoe and starts sniffing it. I was really hoping for an Alyssa Milano, like, reaction shot there of her going, that was a bad call on my part. Oops. Because this was one that mom invited over, and it would have been, this is going to sound weird, because that's the only time we see her try to set her daughter up, Mm -hmm. it comes off weird. If we had seen more times, it it would have been more okay. Or, like... If we had seen, it's one of those, they tried, it's, it's something that's set up as a joke and is just fucking cringeworthy. Well, like I said, a lot of, some of the jokes just don't land. No. And it makes me really sad. So, so then we have, is that when we have Leo making dinner? Yes. This is where, yeah, we have him making pizza, his quote, signature ultra thin crust with mesquite mushrooms, smoked gouda, a little prosciutto topped off with radicchio and fresh arugula. I would eat that pizza. I really would. And then she puts some figs on it. Yes. Because she says that'll bring out the. Yeah. To, um, to, to cut the. Yeah. To cut, yeah. To cut the gouda and balance the flavors. Yeah. And I literally wrote at this point, they can make beautiful pizza together. <laughs> I was like, I see where you're going, movie, and I'm going to say it first. 
I had to. I had to. It was there. It was low-hanging fruit, and I went for it. Oh, my God. What? They could make beautiful pizza together. I know. That pizza is really pretty when it comes out of the oven. Yeah, because this is where we have, because during the conversation, like, they're having the, uh, like, like they have the pizza, and, um, you know, like, she, she mentions that, you know, this would be the, you know, like, if her dad saw her, like, this would be, like, the highest form of treason. And he's like, what? You know, the pizza or me? And, you know, she says, well, both. Yeah. Um, Somewhere before this, by the way, because I forgot, they decide, the grandma and grandpa, Nona and Nona, decide to meet at a Starbucks. And that scene their, is golden. Their Starbucks addiction is my favorite thing in this Like, movie. her drinking, I don't even know what she's they're ha- drinking. They're having caramel lattes. Her first taste of that caramel latte is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking, and he basically implies he would like to move their relationship in some more direction. And she tells him he got to put a ring on it first. It's like, as, it's like, as my daughter like, always used to say, if you want it, put a ring on it. Is your grandmother Beyonce? Beyonce? Like, no, Bianca. And, like, I know that joke is stupid a little bit, but the way that, that those two deliver it they, and the charm of that scene. sell it. Yeah, and then they both drink those, those caramel lattes. They're like, we'll take two more. These are amazing. They're going to die, by the way. They are about oh to, God. like, sugar overload. Like, later when she... The, the table like, full. Yeah, when she, there, there are no fewer than six venti cups on that table. I was like, how is she not vibrating out of her seat right now? I had a venti at Thanksgiving, and I could see through time. <laughs> like, there's no way, like, there are six venti cups, like, lined up on the table later. And I'm like, she has fucking diabetes now. There is no yeah. way around it. And then, so, while this this date is going on for Nikki and Leo, Grandma is praying in church. Yes. And in comes Carlo, and he pops the question. In front of the Virgin Mary, no less. <laughs> like, he doesn't specifically, like, you said you wanted a ring on it, here it is. Like, I mm-hmm. I want to be with you, that's just the way it is. And she doesn't even respond, she just stands up and walks out. Like, closes the ring box, yes. stands up and walks out. Yes. And I was just like, okay, I like where, can we just have this movie? Like, I don't even need all the other stuff in this movie. I would just watch yeah. the Danny Aiello, Andrea Martin romance. Yes, absolutely, me too. And um, and then we go. So then we go back to like it, it intercuts yeah, it, that it, as like the pizza's being finished or whatever. Yes. And then so it goes back to them eating on the the Leo yeah, and Nikki at, eating. At some point, like she says to him, you know, like, "Oh, your pizza's really great," and it's like, "Oh, our pizza." And I'm like, Bleh. anyway. But so they and they dance and well, it's while they're up on the on the rooftop, we find out like that he's actually saving up for a place like to to open his own shop but he can't do it till his dad retires yeah and um like he's saving up for a space you know that um you know that he has his whole rooftop garden and that you know he he grows all of these organic like vegetables and herbs and everything Mm -hmm. that he wants to run it's like Mm -hmm. all like fresh organic pizzas and oh this is such a bad name Pizza Organic, it's fucking Pizza Organica, and she thinks it's the cleverest damn thing she's ever heard. And I'm just going, nah, that's awful. I hate it less than the than like the magic calendar, whatever photo from the holiday calendar. Yeah, from the holiday calendar. Like I hate it less than that's fair. Um because I'm like, that at least like the name is on the tin. Like it tells you what what you're gonna get. Um 
but I have, um, you know, she, like, they're having, like I said, they're having this pizza out on the rooftop, and, um, you know, and she, she says, like, Nikki says to Leo, you know, how is it that I'm the one in culinary school and you're the one coming up with the dishes? And so I'm like, then that means you got a problem, honey. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. All he's made is pizza, by the way. Yeah. That's it. That's all he's made. Well, Not that you can't make a lot of varieties of pizza. Well, and, and appetizers. Like, yeah, like, there were. But they looked like they were basically Christini pizzas. I couldn't tell. Um, but the, um. Yeah, like, also, like, there's, it's the, uh, like, it's the Little Italy, Little Italy Festival that's going on, mm-hmm. and so, you know, they're up on the rooftop, there's, it's basically, like, an ongoing, like, street fair kind of thing. The other, this is the other moment in the thing where I had a, she's too young for this role, when she says, it's our parents' hate anniversary. I was like, it, yeah, I was like, what the hell, like, the whole delivery of that section, I was just like, are you 15? Like, yeah, it's the way that she says it. She just comes off super young in a, in a not, and and I don't mean that in a hate, like it's not her fault completely. The line is not great. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's just a weird, like, I think that was the moment where I was like, is she too young for this? Like, is that what's happening here? Um, but yeah, so then they dance the Tarantella, the Tarantella, which they haven't danced since Gina's wedding. When you kissed me, I think you kissed me. Wait, wait, what? They kissed each other before? Yeah. This is important information. Yeah. Like, like that's something that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Because as far as we knew, there had never been anything romantic between them, uh, ex- except for one-sided. Because mm-hmm. it's fairly obvious they both have a big thing for each other, but... But at, Nikki's been slightly more open about it. Yeah. It's just obvious because I... Uh, he's He doesn't <laughs> stop looking at her ever. Yeah. It's just one of those things. But... But yeah, so then, but yeah, they have like the whole back and forth over, and like, and it kind of, to me, it felt like maybe like they were both a little bit tipsy and it just kind of happened kind of thing than anything that actually had any meaning. I guess, but it was one of those like like, show and not tell us things. Like, I think it would have been even better for her to say something like the last time she saw, uh, the last time she saw Leo had been at Gina's wedding. And show, like, a snippet of the wedding and the kiss. Sure. And then, like, just, like, a montage yeah. of events would have been really like, interesting. Yeah. I I will say, like, another thing, like, it's one of those, like, as many problems as I have with this movie, I did, like, the line of, like, you know, things are getting a little bit serious. And and so so she's basically, she's going to do what she does and she's going to run away. And, and so she's, you know, she's going to leave and she says, I should go. And he says, why? And she goes, so I don't stay. I literally wrote that down. Like, yeah. He is going to say something before yes. I get to. But I love it. It made me think of the, the Levi Cross song, uh, baby. Or like, I should go. I should go. Yeah. yeah. Which, which we've both, we, you and I mm-hmm. love that song. And we've, I think we've both written fic or maybe just you have. Uh, I did. I know I did. You, I know you did. I should keep yeah, yeah. But well, I had ideas for some of yeah. stuff I ever did. Well, because it. there's there's a whole line in that song of like, uh, it's so hard keeping my composure to pretend I don't see how your body curves beneath your clothes. And, 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 and your laugh, it's pure and unaffected, and it frightens me to know so well the place I shouldn't go. That song fits yeah. so perfectly in this moment yes, for me. absolutely. I was excited. I was like, ooh. Yeah, no, like, I, I kind of thought it too, but then again, I'm like, I'm always thinking of some song for everything, yeah. so. But um, so then... The next day, they're both really happy. They're both having good days, uh, and yeah. um, like he's he's making 
their pizza for yep. for Nono for the family. Yeah, and that's when we get the line from Nono about. Uh, on life, what I called on life, love, no, no, on life, love, and cooking. Yeah, no, yeah, like, no, no, like, here's what I've learned about life, love, and cooking. Learn from your mistakes, be fearless, but above all, have fun. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really fun, like, yeah. especially since he is going through, like, heartbreak-ish right a now. A little bit. Like, trying to figure out what's going on with Franca at that moment. Yes. So, he's a little bit, like, but he's also really proud of his grandson. Yeah. For this good pizza, and... He's also wanting to encourage his grandson to follow what he wants because yeah. right now, grandpa doesn't want to have any regrets. And so he's trying mm-hmm. to encourage his son to be the grandson to, to be the, the same, same way. Yeah. Like, if you care about this girl, go for it. Yeah. And because <laughs> he say, knows he had a date yes. the night before. Yes. And and I have, I, I want to say one thing about this scene that for some reason it hit me this particular time and not any other scene we've had in this movie. Um, this has no bearing on the movie whatsoever. But I essentially had like my own little war flashback during this because it's because like we're getting this like close up of like Leo putting the pizza into the oven and like he stands up and all of a sudden for the first time I noticed like the entire like pyramid of like pizza boxes that are on top of the oven. And like I said, I just like I started convulsing because my um like my one of my they're like my job during high school, I worked at a convenience store. And I worked on the food side. <laughs> and one of the things that I had to do every night was fold pizza boxes. And just all of a sudden I saw those on and I'm like, it's like I heard the psycho music happening in my head. <laughs> it's just like all of a sudden like, oh God. I did love during the conversation though with uh, with Leo and Nono, the, um, because, because Nono does like call it, you know, like how was your date last night and everything. And, um, and Leo says, talking about Nikki, says, you know, I think maybe she's outgrown this place. Which is, like, a, a, like a veiled reference to, like, maybe she's outgrown me, too. Yeah. Like, there's something, to, like, it's it's a layered line. Yeah. And that that is something that Hayden does very well with, is delivering those, those multi-faceted lines. Mm-hmm. Like, that you get the meanings very yeah. well, I think. But anyway, so then, uh, Nono leaves to go... Because he's going to go be fearless. And he goes and finds Nona at Starbucks. Like, like I mentioned. With like eight latte cups in front of her. She tells the guy to she, keep them coming. It's, it's not just that she should be that she should be vibrating. She should what be... a heart attack. That too. No, she should be full on like the flash. Like phasing through shit. That's oh, what should be happening. Speaking of heart attack, reminded me. Leo's dad. My vagina. <laughs> lost it. Every time Leo something happens and Leo's dad gets upset or, or shocked, he holds the, like his side and says, my vagina. To which I love, his wife is always like, your heart's over here, and like moves his hand, like then, actually over his heart. And then also and, says, angina. Yeah, and like, angina. And, but like, I love I had it. him in my vagina. Like, that, that yes. other, like, she says that about Leo at one point. And I like, I just lost it. I was like, my dad is really bad about the same thing, about saying, like, just messing up words. Yeah. My dad's dyslexic. Yeah. So, it's just something that happens. But so, because of that, the vagina, like, I went, I just, I was like, that is the most the, true joke in this thing. I was like, that, that is, that is something that, like, did genuinely, like, make me laugh. Just, like, the, it's, the repetitiveness of it is, like, because you get the feeling like this is something that has been going on in this family 
forever. Probably since the split. Probably. Probably. It's just the, like, of him, like, clutching his chest, like, you know, every time, like, you know, something happens. And, um... It's not always his chest, either. And, I know, like, but no, I, I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like, the, yeah. the, the action, like, that somebody would do, just being, like, <gasps> and, like, you Clutch know, your like, pearls. like, clutching pearls kind of action is, like, he, like, he grabs his, like, right side, like, on his ribs, and, and like, I just love it every time his wife is, like, your heart's over here, and, like, like moves his hand to his heart, and he's just, like, I know where my heart is, and, like, like moves, moves, it back. moves it back to his side, like, to me, like, I loved that. That was, like, it's such a couple thing, but yes. it just, and like I said, anytime somebody does the words wrong, yes, and, and it's not completely intentional, <laughs> it's hilarious to me, and right. I, I just die. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so then we get the heart-shaped pizza, and Well, the, like, we're, we're oh, skipping yeah. over, like, we, because we talked about... Oh, yeah, about, that, right, 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 yeah, right, 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 right. We were back in Starbucks and we detoured. Sorry. So yeah, in Starbucks, Nona admits why she doesn't, why she didn't say anything. She is scared to have to mourn another man. This scene is yeah. gold. Like this is one of the best scenes yeah. in this movie because, and they go have a back and forth about. <laughs> Which, yeah, I I love like he comes in and he's just like he's on the offensive like straight away after giving his grandson the advice to go for it he is going to do the yes same. because like and i love like he tells her it's like you said if i wanted it i had to put a ring on it and i did in front of the virgin berry no less and you you fled <laughs> like he's just he's not having any of it and so she and he also stops her from drinking anymore yeah and and they proceed to have this like back and forth that ends with him giving a very romantic speech. But my favorite thing in that moment is the the Starbucks guy is clearly like pretending <laughs> to wait on the table next to them so he can eavesdrop. Yes. And then like it, it ends up with her saying yes, she'll marry him, and the with, whole Starbucks yeah, I, gets there like is applauding. Yeah, like I did, I did love, I did love the whole thing of you know, her talking how she doesn't want to mourn another husband and. Like how how long had it been since her her husband? We don't know. Had, I don't think it actually tells us. I don't remember. Like you get the idea. It's been quite. He a, wasn't in the picture when he, they were like, kids. Yeah, that's true. So it's it's been a couple of like at least a decade or more. Yeah, probably more. And I I know like you haven't seen it, but I just recently watched Dairy Girls, and so this. This scene reminded me, like, there's an episode where, um, and, like, there, there's some similarities that, like, some stereotypical similarities that get played up between, like, Irish Catholics and Italian Catholics. Mm. And so, when I started watching this movie after having watched Dairy Girls, there's, you have, you have these two fully grown adult women that are sisters, and... Like, their dad winks at a woman, and, like, they immediately just, like, go on the war path. <laughs> and, like, and basically it's like, so what are you going to bring your whore for dinner? And just, like, <laughs> this this kind of stuff. And, um, and so when, like, because they will not leave him alone, he does bring the woman over. Literally, like, they, like, the woman comes in, and, like, she, like, breaks out her prayer beads, and, like, they go and, like, kneel in front of, like, a thing of the Virgin Mary and start praying. Both of the daughters are in full, like, mourning clothes. <laughs> and, um, and they're basically, you know, just, like, talking, like, they are acting like he brought this woman to their mother's funeral. <laughs> and one of the woman, like, <laughs> the husband of one of the women just goes, it's like, 
Mary, your mother's been dead for 10 years. And she's like, and he's still doing, like, that's, like, I could not help thinking about that, like, when I was watching this. Like, just all of a sudden, I was like, when Sal and Vince find out, like, they are going to do exactly what these moms did (laughs) in Terry Girls. Just, like, immediately gonna just, like, start dressed in, like, the morning clothes. Like, like our dear departed mother. Like, <laughs> all this kind of nonsense. Like, I couldn't help thinking of that. Like, oh, man. But also, I have, I have to say something here, like, that I ha- that I meant to bring up earlier. Is it just me, or is Andrea Martin, is she or is she not immortal? She's fucking ageless. She hasn't aged since the first My Big Fair Greek Wedding. She hasn't. Like, oh my I think God. she may have, another, like, an extra gray streak in her hair, and that's about I, it. Yeah. And that's oh, artful. man. But, um, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, then we get the obligatory, quote-unquote, balcony scene. But I love that the pizza was heart-shaped. And, like, he's <laughs> taking Grandpa's advice. Mm-hmm. Because Grandpa said, you may be able to take a little girl out of Little Italy, but you can't take Little Italy out of the girl. Yeah. So and he's so, going to remind her the next day of why well, they loved being together when they were young. Right. But, <clears throat> like, when he, you know, when he delivers this, you know, when he delivers this pizza... <laughs> like he has like he puts a ladder under her window to deliver this pizza again it's heart shaped you know and he tells her like it's a special delivery kale included so he's concocted some kind of pizza for her uh-huh. and she she's like oh but i'm not hungry and he's like oh but it's midnight you're always hungry at midnight he knows her yeah and it's like i i did like it was just this simple kind of you're always way. hungry at midnight yeah like, you're always hungry at midnight and be ready in the morning yeah it's like for what ready. just be ready yeah just be ready first thing in the morning and and so she's she's ready the next morning and he's he's waiting there with the vespa and she's like oh well you know what are we gonna do and he i i don't i didn't get like the exact phrasing because i want to show i want to show you somebody and she's like who like yeah like i want to introduce you to somebody and she's like who and he goes this this girl uh the The, nikki i used used to to know." know Yeah, and they go on a, essentially a tour of the old haunts. They go yeah. shopping at the the festival and and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. They go and they light firecracker at the old man's place that they used to when they were kids. But they leave a beautiful care package. <laughs> yeah, gift basket. Yeah, and and then they they ride the Vespa through a uh, a what a what I say water spout, but through a like fire hydrant yeah. thing. And so then they have to go and dry off, and that leads to the sex. Right. Which is not that surprising. <laughs> no, not Although he tries really hard to not do anything that she does yes. not, like... Right. Which, like, you know, they're 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 both, like, in their undies, because, like, they're trying to change, like, into something Because they're both soaking yeah, wet. Yeah, because they're both soaking wet. Um... And so, so like they're they're both stripped down, and like then like they they start kissing, and like she interrupts things, and and she says, you know, like you know, uh, like admit admit that you never let me win, and I did, I love just sort of this like this look that he gets on his face, and he's like, I've got a reputation to maintain, like I can't tell those sorts of lies. <laughs> yeah, that and right. then and then they proceed to sleep together, and it doesn't like for being a rated R movie. It doesn't show anything here, really. Like it, it just fades to black, essentially. But and no, 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 no. It doesn't fade to black. It fades to Nona. It, and, it, it cuts. Yeah, it cuts to Nona and Nono in bed, like at a hotel. That part is hysterical, oh though. Oh my god! And like they're getting ready to go again, man. Oh this old people got stamina. But yeah, it, but, but it, yeah. Then we get um, Chef Corinne calling, mm-hmm. and so uh, Nikki goes and like takes and like it's the chef calls her like on FaceTime. And so, so she, she takes the phone and she goes upstairs to the rooftop garden to take the phone call. 
and this this is where this is my absolute favorite line in the movie and it might be one of my favorite lines <laughs> from like any movie we've covered is because you know they're on FaceTime chef is talking to her and and so chef goes, Wait, why does your hair look like you've just been shagged? <laughs> She's like, is there a penis more pressing than my menu? And I had to pause it. Cause like I fucking died. Like Jane Seymour delivering that line was everything I've ever wanted in my <laughs> life. So good. <laughs> like Jane Seymour was her. She had like four scenes, three or four scenes in this movie. And every oh, yeah. one of them was phenomenal. She was great because, okay. We've watched her in like several, like, Hallmark or like yeah. Lifetime movies. Like, I grew up the- on Doctor Quinn. Okay, so. no, no, I'm talking about in the like recent like past oh, couple yeah. of, like in the past couple of years. We have yeah. watched her. In- she's been a queen. She's been yeah. She's been- and most of the time in those like it feels like she is full on like long distance phoning it in. Yeah, like so much. This one, I'm like, okay, maybe she didn't hate this one. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, there was, you know, like, there there was some effort to it. Uh, but, this, you know, this is where, you know, Leo, Leo comes, comes up onto, comes up onto the roof. And this is where, like, they have their... I wrote she ends it before she can get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, their... Real life has come calling. Yes. She's realized that... At the end of the day, he's just going to go back to who he was, when, or she thinks he's going to go back to who he was when she wasn't there, yeah. sleeping with and, anything that moves, and and it's not going to matter. So yeah. why should she sacrifice what her career essentially to be in a relationship? The, yeah, because like she, you know, she tells him, she's like, I don't, you know, th- this isn't what I want. You know, slaving, slaving away in a pizza joint, like watching our families fight and watching you grow old with somebody, like with someone else. And so like, like, what? Like, I'm like, not gonna. Why, yeah. Like, why would you think that that's what I would do? And just and like and I can't remember, but like, like for best friend, she does not trust him. I'm just saying. Yeah, and. You know, like she, she's getting to like storm out, and she's like, you know, like whatever. I've enjoyed our little tryst, and it's like there's like a look of like genuine hurt on his face, but like also disbelieving. He's just like tryst, really. Like we both know that's not what this was. What do you? Yeah. yeah. And so then she storms off, and they both go. Now they're both in bad moods, but now Nona and Nona are in good moods, <laughs> and they are they each separately tell their families, mm-hmm. "I'm taking you out for dinner tonight." I love where they take them to dinner. Korma Sutra. The sensual uh, Indian this, yeah, cuisine. Yeah, sensual Indian cuisine. Uh, like, Lunch. I laughed really hard at the name. I was like, wow. Like, there are people entwined on the wallpaper. Like, this is clearly not a family restaurant. No. But I love what Nona says. If your dad freaks out, or if you're, yeah, if your dad freaks out, then... There, there's, there's no one here who will see him make a scene. Yeah. So, because both families are there, and Nona and Nona force them to sit down and tell them that they are together. And everybody, except for the daughters, or the wives, flip the... Well, no, that's no, not true. The boys no. flip out. As they, yeah, as, the as they knew like they Sal, were. Sal and Vin. This is you and your horny father's fault. Yeah. Like, oh my god. It's like, we're lovers. <laughs> like, yeah. She doesn't even say, like, we're together. It's like, well, like we're lovers. Because like, cause the, the kids aren't really saying anything. And, like, they're the two, like, sat in, like, the center of everything. Yeah. And, like, they're... It, you know they're not like they don't have a problem with it. It's the like grin on Hayden's face. Yeah, that crosses Leo when he finds out Grandpa and <laughs> his grandpa is getting it with with Nona. He's like, yes. <laughs> like, like some part of him wants to just give his grandpa a high five a little bit. But like, 
it's yeah it's like the moms are basically like telling the dads like just calm the fuck down sit down and shut up yeah and you know like the dads aren't having it the dads have decided that one or the other needs to get out of little italy it's all their fault yeah and so they're going to have the pizza contest and that leads to like we well i love because he's like oh we'll we'll have to settle this with the pizza contest and like one of the wives is like like but you're banned it's like yeah we're we're banned but they aren't and 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 immediately leo's like i'm not doing that yeah but then that leads to a stupid competitiveness thing between leo and uh leo and nikki which also because the dad's it's the dad's fault the dad's fan it but leo crosses a line in it because at some point he, he pulls the whole, I, I always let you win. And, and she's like, you know, you, I, you know, something about, I don't always let you score or something to that effect. Yeah. He goes, and he says, uh, like you let me win last night. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh no, too far, too far, too far. Back up, back up. You went, uh, Nope. You're dead. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> like, cause then the dads are like, uh, the, the, her dad's like, excuse me. Yeah. I was like, Oh, oh and that's how Leo died. <laughs> That's the end, right there. Yeah. Um, also, before this, though, uh, or, yeah, before this, no, it's after that. It's after that. She ends up running out of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And Leo's a dick, by the way. When Leo gets hurt, Leo's a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's a dick to Luigi. <laughs> like, just full-on a dick. Because <laughs> he get, they, they all storm out. The two, the two wives are like, we're really happy for you guys. Like, yeah. everybody is really happy, or not everybody, I should say, everybody but the sons are very happy for Grandma and Grandpa, yeah. but they can't be around each other anymore. Yeah. And so she storms out, he storms out, we then go to him at the, at the, uh, bar. Yeah, Luigi. Where he's a dick to Luigi. Like, yeah, there's no which... other way to put it, is he takes his anger at the situation with Nikki out on Luigi. Well, it's... Um, well, it's because, like, Luigi, you know, Luigi's trying to talk to him about this whole thing, and, um, and, you know, and Luigi, like, makes the point of, you know, like, like, telling Leo, you know, like, whenever, you know, like, like, I've I've watched you do this a million times of, like, whenever, like, whenever you're getting up to, you know, something, you know, something, like, that you could hold on to, like, something you could have, like, something good that you could have. Like, I see you do it every time. You talk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, it was like, you know, and telling him, was like, you know, that's why, like, you're here. Like, that's why you haven't, like, opened up a place of your own. And that's why you haven't done this. And so, Leo retaliates. Like, he, you know, because, like, he's angry. Yeah. And, and, and the thing so is, like, Luigi it, feels like he's doing it from a place of kindness and, and just be like, man, come on, don't do this again. Yeah. And Leo, like rips him apart like tries to rip him apart like yeah well and like because um the thing we haven't mentioned is luigi is not actually italian luigi is luigi yeah luigi luigi is like a he's chinese Chinese guy yeah Yeah. and so leo like rips into him he goes you're not even actually italian you know that like you have no right to tell me to to be realistic or whatever he says to him yeah you're not even actually italian so yeah and and Luigi just gets really still. Yeah. Oh, that, like, he does a great job in this scene. And he's like, because Leo's like, your real name is, I don't remember what he said. I can't remember either. But you're not even actually Italian, so don't pretend that you yeah. you get it or whatever. And, and that's, that's when, you know, Luigi tells him, you know, like, when, 
you know, my, like my family kicked me out when they found out that I was gay. And like, and you know, I spent like, I spent you know, some time, like he says like a day or so. It was like, I just, spent days walking. You know, it was like, I spent days just walking the streets. And he says, the real Luigi took me in. Like he gave me a job. Like, and I found a community that's crazy and chaotic, but lovable. Mm-hmm. And so just saying, he's like, you know, I didn't like, you know, I'm not Italian. He's like, but like, I found something here. And, and like, and it's like, it's a real, like, it's yeah. a good, like, it's a real moment. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. But it's a real good moment. And and he basically says, you know, you either need to figure out, figure yourself out or go to Chinatown. Yeah. Like, you basically yeah. like, if this isn't the community you want to be in, you need to go find a new one. Yeah, exactly. And but, so, so you need to man up essentially and do what you need to do. Meanwhile, Nikki is in church. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I will say for... Like for like as good as like this scene with Luigi is, it ends on a weird it note. It ends fucking stupid. Yeah, because we had to have that joke. It, well, like yeah, for one, we we have like oh they said the thing because Luigi, you know, like once they they've they've had you know they they kind of had like th- this moment has passed. He's talking to, like Luigi's talking to him about Nikki. And, you know, and he says, like, oh, come on, like, you guys are perfect together. Like, you're Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet died. Like, okay, bad example. <laughs> Which, um, he's yeah. like, you're Rocky and Adrian. It's like, I, we're, no. It's like, I'm but not you, Rocky. He's like, I'm not Rocky, but you could be. It, it's this whole thing. But, yeah, it's the whole moment between them is because, like, they... They go for a hug. They, they Leo go, apologizes. They, they go for a hug. Like Leo's apologizing, and and Luigi says, you know, so does this mean you know, like you'll like you'll still be my friend or something? Like I can't remember. Like basically, like you'll like you're not gonna ditch me or whatever. And and Leo goes, what? Just because you like guys? He goes, no, because I'm not Italian. <laughs> and then, um, you know, like it's like that's a funny moment, and that could have been it. But no, Luigi grabs his ass when they hug. Like, yeah, yeah, when they hug. And like it's just although the line like the, the moment itself is not great, but when when you get Leo going, Do you have your hand on my ass? This is just how Chinese yeah. hugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was like, Oh, that's bad, but that line was funny. But you should have ended that scene five seconds ago. Yes, absolutely. But, but yeah, um, so then Nikki is in church and Grandma and Nona finds her. Yes. And she's crying. And I love the line that Nona says it's good to cry. It watches the soul. Yes. I ah, oh, that was good. That's a good, a good line. Yeah. Like that's happy for deep people good for me like, <laughs> like there are a few lines Sad, for deep people yep like that is one of those like it's good to cry it washes the soul yeah. like that i like like that's one of those like i can put that on like my fridge uh-huh. <laughs> sayings i absolutely love it. anyway I, I want it embroidered on a pillow and um, so but but basically what it comes down to is that nona tells her yeah. like if this thing with leo is really love it will come find you yeah and so then the next day, they're both standing outside their father's pizza parlors, and they both kind of want to say something to each other, and their competitiveness takes over, and unfortunately, what they both meant to say does not come out the mouth. And nope. Like, that moment of regret they both have uh-huh. as they walk away, because she's basically like, I'm going to kill you in this competition, and yeah. walks away. Like, they're basically just like, I'm going to smoke you. And then <laughs> as they both walk away, like, she goes, oh, what did I just do? Like, I wasn't trying to do that. Yeah. And then he kind of stops and turns and wants to say something, and then they both yeah. just storm off into the thing. But, like, but basically yeah they they make it through the they make it through the first round of the competition and so then it comes down to just the two of them because of course and and so the challenge is to make you know the classic margarita pizza yeah pizza margarita 
And I called so, what happened here, just just so you know. Yep. Called that this was going to happen. The moment I saw where their sauces were, I went, oh, okay. Uh-huh. I Basically, what, what ends up happening is that Leo ends up winning the competition, but it's because uh, Nikki switches the sauces. Uh, and Nikki, as, as soon as the competition's announced the winner, she sneaks off the back of the steps, picks up her bag, bag. and climbs in a taxi and leaves. Yeah. And... But the part I loved, like I, I legit enjoyed this and thought it was a good thing, is they're talking about the the combination, the the judges talking about the combinations. It's like your dad's when your dads work together. It's the best mm-hmm. pizza we've ever had, and he gets this look on his face and immediately yeah. grabs a piece of pizza and takes a bite, figures out what's going yes. on, and he refuses yes. to to take the glory. Yeah, he immediately goes to the mic and goes, "No, no, no, this isn't my pizza. He's like this I didn't is, win this. this the, 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 that sauce is hers. The the dough is mine. That sauce is the Dan the D'Angelo, I think, and uh, and Jolie and Jolie family sauce. Yeah, so I refuse to win. Da 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 da. And the dads are like, no, no, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Like, his dad is like... But I love that moment of him going, no, bring Nikki up here. She deserves this Mm -hmm. as much as I do. This is not how this is going to play out Mm because it's not right. Yeah. Like, I appreciated that. Because in a lot of movies, he'd have just take the thing and then caught up with her. Yeah. But so, and and of course, somebody points out uh, Nikki just left. Yeah. It's grandma. I think it's Nona and Nono. I don't remember. Because they kind of give her a wink as she gets in the cab and leaves. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, and does. so <laughs> Gina comes up, comes through. He he takes off on his Vespa <laughs> to go catch her at the airport. Yeah. We have the... Like, we have, like, an entire family-wide rom-com chase. Yeah. I was like, we have the typical... Stere- the stereotypical rom-com chase to the airport. But then it's it's added on because Gr- yeah. all of the family Which, goes along, too. Oh, my God. In Gina's Which, van. also, like... Like before, like the the chase happens. Like we have the moms finally letting the dads have it. Oh yeah, Mwah, it's so good. Like we said nothing when you ruined your friendship. We said nothing when you ruined our, your business. But if you ruin this for these kids, we'll kill you. Yeah. Oh, like we're done. Oh yeah. It's oh god, it's so good. And so the wives take off and the husbands follow because well they have to at this yeah. point. And uh, we so we go to the airport. She is. Struggling to get through the the metal detector. I was sitting there going, your necklace. Your necklace. The necklace you are currently playing with. Yeah. Why is this so hard? But like, and Because she thing. doesn't actually want to go. Like, I get that there's a... <sighs> but so he shows up and, and, like, yells to her not to leave. And I, I did like that whole... I, I like... Yeah, bit. like, he's, you know, he's, he's trying to convince her not to get on the plane and go back to London. And... Um, and, and she, uh, or, you know, he, sorry, I, I skipped some of yeah. my notes. He tells her, you know, like the only thing that I want is you like, please stay, see what we can be. Yep. I like that. Um, but you know, she, like, she's like, I don't know what it is. Like she has like some outsized anger here and it's like, honey, like you were the one who was like making the decision to leave. I think now- she felt like he was asking her to give up something and she didn't feel like he was really trying to be with her at, for that moment. Maybe, but like, but like there are parts of this movie that are so shitty that like, that's a major leap of the imagination for me, like to get to that. But, uh, but you know, she tells him, you know, love isn't words. It's actions is like, uh, or no, I'm sorry. He tells he her says that. that yeah. Sorry. I got it. I got it. Cause, Cause she says something about something he said. Or, no, it was like, she tells him, he's like, Oh, so like you thought that like you would just like come over yeah. here and like, you know, just and say, say all this stuff, yeah, say all this stuff. And like, I would just stay, you know, like I just, I wouldn't get on the plane to London. And he's like, love isn't word. It's actions. Yeah. And 
he is like, that's why you let me win today. Uh, yeah. And so stay not for me with, with me. me, which I like that. Yeah. Like, that was I did good. too. And so she, I love, I love that she walks off and I was like, she's clearly getting her bag and coming back. Right. But I'm okay with the, like the second of, he's like, she actually left. Okay. Yeah. And then like, she comes back with her bag, but then she's like, like they hug and she goes, now what are we going to do about them? And points at her dad's. Cause she's like, we're not doing this anymore. We're done. Yeah. And he literally, like, I love the moment where Leo goes, tell us what the fight's over or I'm getting on a plane with her to London. Yeah. Like, we're leaving. Absolutely. Like it's, we're done. So yeah. Like I, I did love that. And the, um, like, and it's just, of course, like, by this time, like, like everybody at, like, the TSA line is just, like, staring at, like, all this, all of this is also, going on. Also, the, the, the TSA lady going, don't you dare, don't you dare give up your career for him. Men ain't worth that. I was like, yes. I was like, at least somebody said it. Even if it's not going to happen, at least somebody said it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so... We, that's when we find out the dad split up because they wanted to each name the pizza after their parent. The Yeah, the entire fight. Which isn't what I thought the fight was going to be over, so that was nice. Yeah. Because it was like, we want to honor and respect you. I don't want somebody to eat me. <laughs> like, no. But yeah, basically what is, you know, like, Vin wanted to call it, you know, like, like he wanted to call it, like, you know, Pizza Carlo or something like yeah. that. And the other one wanted to call it Pizza Franca. And... And yeah, because so that's yeah, because you know, well, my, you know, without like you know, without my mother's sauce, like you know, this pizza wouldn't be any any good. He's like, what are you talking? About? You know, like my dad's crust. I always thought that was what the fight was about. Was that the who's which was what what actually won it for yeah. the crust or the dough? Yeah, like it had to be that. But 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 the fact that it was actually the name that broke him up. Well, I was like, yeah, okay, because, because the dads are basically like was like, no, this is no. It's like this is your fault. And points points to to, to no no and and Nona. And they're like, what? Like how is this our fault? They have just arrived on a cart because they yes. weren't going to run. <laughs> yeah, they weren't running through the airport. They they stole a cart. I thought he was. I thought they were going to kill people. <laughs> I did too. Like that part is so funny. Like I just wrote crazy Italian drama. Yeah. Like because it's like it's just it's just a farcical situation at that moment. Oh God. The whole family standing there watching this whole thing happen. Like it's yeah. just hilarious. But but yeah. So like we find out like then that's what the fight's over. And then yeah. basically you know star wipe to the end of we have pizza organic is yep, open. He's like. Leo has his own place. And clearly they're working on it together. Yeah. Clearly they're working on it together. Um, and Chef Corinne is there. Yes. And, and so that's like, again, it's, it's the whole setup of they've been telling this whole. Yeah. To her. Yeah. They've been telling this whole thing to her. And, and she's, she's like, well, I came to try to win one of my best students back, but I see now that's not going to happen. Like, so now I'm th- like, now having tried this, I'm thinking, would you two be interested in going international? And that's basically how the movie ends. Oh, except for we get the wedding, some of the wedding stuff. Because the joke that doesn't land at the end, and I went, why? I fucking hate it. I went, why? I just, why? I blacked it out. Because I, I thought it was the worst joke in the movie. Well, not the dirtiest or anything, but just stupid. Oh. Was, uh, Franca tells him she's pregnant. And I'm like, but, but nobody laughs or anything. It's just like, actually a couple saying they're pregnant. And I'm like, that's, you no. Know, no. That's probably not what's happening here. Like, it was just very literally. Weird. Like, I blacked that out, but like, I just couldn't. I just wrote pregnancy joke does not land. Why did we have to end with that? Yeah, because because it's just so much of this. Like, that's the one uncharming thing that that Franca and Carlo do. It's yeah. that stupid joke. I don't understand it. I just don't. Maybe it's something I missed. Maybe I just don't get something. I don't know. It just. I mean, overall, it had some really funny moments in it. Yeah, I, like, I will admit, 
I liked the bloopers for the end credits. So, <laughs> so we didn't have just like that final bad taste in our mouth. Yeah. Like, so we had, we had some bloopers over the credits. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I, <laughs> this movie left you, seems like it left you very like divided. Yes. It seems very, like it. Very much so. Like there are things that I enjoy, but on the whole, like this movie just irritated me. Which is what I was, yeah, I was afraid <laughs> of that. See, overall, like I wrote down a couple of like thoughts, like after it was done, because mm-hmm. for once I didn't use my whole page to take notes, because I just like I just stopped at some point. I was like, okay, this is literally turned into a Hallmark movie that's rated R. Yeah. Because I and I watch the, a lot of Hallmark movies, so I feel like I can say that, like the, the feuding parents and the the cooking, and it it would not have been out of place on the Hallmark Channel. No, it wouldn't have. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just not what we, what I expected, and it's not what this movie purported to be. Yeah, but yeah, a few jokes, like several of the jokes, just don't land. Once again, I just wish Emma Roberts were a bit even a bit older, like and. uh uh, but the the great performances by Andrea and and Danny are just like I love yeah. them. And it looks like I said it looks like Hayden really had fun with this too. Yeah. Which is good. Like I like seeing people have fun and it felt like everybody in the cast, except for maybe Emma Roberts, had fun. Like I know no, it that, sounds weird to say it that no, way. No, like I, okay, sorry, you saying that just hit upon it like something for me. It it felt like like it, <laughs> This is sound weird how I say it, but like this movie felt like like everybody going into it like knew what it was, and so like they had fun with it. I mean, like they didn't necessarily take themselves too seriously. Yeah, it's like and it feels like Emma Roberts maybe did that. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that may be it. And whereas like because a lot of Hayden Christian stuff that he does is super serious and like yeah. like much about life as a house and and awake and like, things awake like that. And, like, he, like the movie Glass. Um, yeah, he does more more serious stuff. And so to watch him just get to kind of cut loose and have a good time was yeah. something that I just really appreciate getting like, to and watch. I, I really like watching it. And like, it reminded me how much I enjoy watching him. I, I was just, I, what I was just about to say was like, and it made me realize like, I've kind of missed watching him and stuff. This is going to sound really weird. I'm going to make a weird comparison with Hayden Christensen. He reminded me, because I recently watched the movie Destination Wedding with Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves. He reminds me of Keanu in a weird way in that movie. Like, the way that they both... No, I get it. I haven't watched Destination Wedding, but, but, like, Keanu, but having grown up on a steady diet of Keanu yeah, Reeves, I get what they, you're saying. They remind me of each other in a lot of ways. In good ways. Like, yeah. really good ways. I, and so I, just, I hadn't thought about that until I was watching this movie, and I was like, huh... I can kind of see, like, that's interesting to me. Now I want to see them do something together. John Wick 4, man, come on. But just kidding. No. Hey, John, John Wick's are really good. Like, I, I, I will, like, I think that'd be really funny. To see. I, no, you say John Wick 4 and, like, having the two of them, and I don't know why, like, my brain just immediately went to, like, some, like, gory, like, buddy comedy. And like, <laughs> no. It's like, that's, that's not usually the way that movie I, works. I know, I know that. But, like, that's what my brain <laughs> left to, and I'm like, uh, no. Keanu and Hayden do hot fuzz. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> what my brain jumped to. I realized that's what yeah. you were thinking. And yeah. I'm like, no. But, but like, there's something about, like, if, like Hayden's performances that I think are very Keanu. Because Keanu gets the same, um, what's the wooden word? Criticism. Note. Yeah. About but being wooden. And so when they can cut loose and laugh, yeah. there's something to that that I really enjoy. And I would like to see him do more, like, fun stuff. So do I. Because it's, okay. His comedic muscles were pretty good in this too. He had some really funny comedic moments. Yeah, like his timing wasn't always great. Very few people's timing in this movie were great. 
Other than Danny Aiello and Andrea Martin, because and and Alyssa and Alyssa, because that's what because those three are like. If we were going to put people on pedestals in this movie, it would be those three. For me specifically, it's Alyssa and Andrea. Oh my gosh, there's like the stuff between the two moms is just brilliant. Like, and the thing is, like, you can tell Alyssa is having fun with this. Yeah, because, because there are like a couple of times, like, she just goes so big with like the Italianness. Of, of what she's doing that she it's like you can almost see her like trying not to laugh like she's having fun with it because there's another scene we didn't bring it up when we were talking about the movie but where uh where nikki is trying to figure out the secret of grandma's sauce yeah and and you have her mom comes in and is kind of standing there with her and she's like grandma won't tell anybody or no one yeah. won't tell anybody not even your father yeah and then they start talking and she ends up asking her mom uh, it's like, you know, you and dad fight all the time and stuff, but you still seem really happy. What's kind of, what's your secret? Unless it's good sex, then I don't want to hear it. She's like, well, you know, good sex is part of it. But uh, a good man is like a good meal. You, you want to have eat, it every no, night. It's like that, that you want to eat every night. And then like, they both kind of like take a beat. And then she's like, yeah, that still sounded sexual. But, but like that, that was such a great, like right. comedic scene yes. that heavily relied on Alyssa getting that, yeah. that like Which, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, sounded sexual because it? yeah, because this is something like just occurred to me. It's like that because it's been like six hundred years since it was on television. That like I think like sometimes people forget that like Alyssa like cut her teeth on a sitcom. Yeah, and so like and don't get like and Andrea Martin is just funny always. Well, yeah, and but like but what was he saying like with with Alyssa like said so she cut her teeth on on Who's the Boss like mm-hmm. as as a like tween and teenager. And so, like, and as, like, it's, it's cheesy as all get out, especially, like, rewatching it now, but, like, she's genuinely funny on Charm sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, good, like, specifically in later seasons, like, once you get, like, her and Holly and, um, and Rose going, like, there are times, like, they've got, like, some, like, fucking Marx Brothers shit going. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. What do, what do you rate this movie? This is a hard one. I I was not as divided as you. I will say that. I also this is gonna sound weird because I was holding it to the same like I was holding it up to the mirror of how to lose a guy in ten days. Okay, and I felt like the characters had more like more substance to them. Mm-hmm. I go three. I'm going three as well because this is this is how I feel about the movie. The things that I don't like, I really don't mm-hmm. like. The things that, like, I enjoy, I don't enjoy them as much as I hate the things that I hate. Like, if that makes sense. It's like, the things that, like, I enjoy... On a scale, they don't even out. Yeah, they they don't even out. It's like, so, like I said, the things that I hate and, like, the things that should have been dumped on the cutting room floor is that I, I, like... I'm turning into Madeline Kahn of, like, flames, flames on the side (laughs) of my face. But... Like, the things that, like, I like, like, they're serviceable for this mm-hmm. type of movie. Like, there there are things that, like, I enjoyed. Like I said, I didn't realize, like, how much I'd missed seeing Hayden Christensen and things. And, like, I, like, I hope he kind of comes back and starts doing some other stuff. Do, do you think part of it, this is just a weird question, do you think part of it was your expectations going into this movie? Like, because I had insanely low expectations. I thought it was going to be really bad simply because of never having heard of it. And like, yeah, it had Andrea Martin in it and Danny Aiello and, and, and Hayden Christensen and stuff. Yeah. But I had really low expectations I, for the movie going in. I had like no expectations. Okay. 
but maybe that's why I'm like less because I, I I it did not do the things I thought it was going to do. Like I I knew what it was. I like, expected it to be more of a sex comedy than it was. I can say it that way, and it yeah. wasn't that. And that was that I was what I expected. I think that was like my like my major problem is like it wasn't like it was like it was almost like it was trying to be a sex comedy, but like. It went for comedy and had it was like sex and comedy were somewhere on the bullseye and like they couldn't decide what they, they were. Yeah, like they, they couldn't figure they, out. What they should they were have doing. probably tilted it and just gone straight more family and actually kept it PG thirteen even. Yes. And I think it would have been a better movie. Which yeah. is weird to say, but yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. Like I think there there's like if you cut out like some of the nonsense like sexual innuendo shit. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Like, like the the unnecessary stuff of like like especially like I don't know why, but like I've got like I'm like fucking bull with a red cape over like that cop. Yeah, like, that was that, stupid. That, that was, was stupid. absolutely stupid. Like that that needed to go. Um, well, the fact that the the one thing about that scene that I will say is that it made it was very clear that everyone was uncomfortable except for the cop. I appreciate they didn't completely play it funny. Yeah. Because you had uh, Nikki looking super uncomfortable and like she mouths, I'm sorry to him. Yeah. After, because she feels so bad about what's just happened to him. And and yeah, it shouldn't have happened at all. Like it it went on too long. If it had done like maybe one of the jokes instead of like all of the jokes. Yeah. It might have been okay or at least not as bad. Like it just. If that makes sense. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I I think I think the other problem is is like the other problem that I have with it and I think kind of hit the nail on the head of of the like trying to be like a sex comedy and it just isn't. Yeah, it is at all. Feels like with a lot of stuff, especially with that whole like, you know, innuendo code that they that the girls have going on in the bar. Yeah. Um, it feels like they were trying to be, like, suggestive and, like, a little bit of, like, a wink, but no, you just came right out and said the fucking thing. Yeah. Like, there, there was no suggestiveness to it. Okay, I'm gonna make a comparison, because once again, it's the director, so I'm, I'm, I'm making a uh-huh. comparison with the director. There's a scene of miscongeniality with, with an <laughs> innuendo that is very similar to what they're trying to do here. Yeah. And in that moment, it is supposed to be not just innuendo, but blatant, because she is... Because Grace right. is adamantly trying to screw with her boss, and so she's like, his equi- his ego's like this big, but his equipment's like this big. Like I got those same right. vibes, but not delivered good. Like it wasn't it's, delivered in a way that yeah. made any sense. Yeah, and again, like it, it didn't feel like girlfriends talking somewhere. No, it didn't. It it felt like okay. This is gonna sound so stupid. Okay, you know how in the um. It almost felt to me like in those like in the old like or like the uh, the stereotypical like spy drama kind of thing like where you have two spies talking in code. Yes. Like the um you're like oh the, I'm, oh god um, the yellow sorry. oh no no sorry I was I was trying to think of, like a Monty Python reference because they have a spy skit and like that's where my brain always goes to and it's like oh yeah the mangoes are in season and so are the gooseberries like what. The big cheese gets his tonight at low tide. You know, like that's always what it felt like to me. It's just like nonsense words that you're all saying and trying to be like about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 
there, there's something that like I'm trying to say about it. It's just not coming across. Like, it's like, they're trying to like, they're trying to be like funny and sexy about it, but like, they're not. Yeah. They're trying to be like sex comedy with a heart and, and a family. And that's not that, really that's, how sex comedies work. That's not a combination. Like, yeah. I, I don't remember, you know, Rock Hudson and Doris Day, like, you know, like dragging along the family with them. <laughs> I don't think so. I have to rewatch my, my movies, but I don't remember like, that either. Wait, it's been a long time since I've watched one of those, but I have more recently watched Down with Love. They're definitely nobody's family in that. <laughs> no. <laughs> that so, is for sure. Like, so do we think they stay together? Do we even care? I think they either stay together. If they they could stay together, and she might begin to resent him that someday if if they, if things I, go well, bad. Absolutely, I feel like that. But I think if they do go international. That would allow them to travel more, and that would so then they could be fine. But like, there honestly, like, there was a part of me, like, I don't know what it was, but, like, I kind of wanted him to get on the plane and go with her. Yeah, like, I, don't but you, he had no desire to leave Little Italy. Like, yeah, that's I know. the thing. See, that that's where I'm getting the Hallmark movie thing is because, yes. like, the oh big my joke, god, the big joke in every Hallmark movie for me is oh. that big town girl comes to a small town and winds up realizing small towns are gee golly whiz better. Somebody who grew up in a small town, that's not that true. That is so not true. Well, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying you no. Carrots carrots and apples. Like that's how different they are. <laughs> like one like they're very different things. Yeah. And and to equate them in any way like that is not yeah. fair. It's <laughs> like yes, the, you're both living somewhere, so I guess in that way maybe it's apples and oranges. But, like, it depends on why you want to live there. And if her. The other thing we never really get with her is how important this career actually is to her. Yeah, I know. It's I, just... I never understand. Like, you never see a drive one way the other. But that is the thing that happens in Hallmark movies is that right. they get offered the job in the big city or the promotion that they want. Yeah, the oh, big but, thing that they've been working all this time for. But instead, they're going to keep. They're going to open a law firm in town instead of taking the law partner position. Yeah, like, yeah. In, instead of. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's just and not that there's anything wrong with that. And yeah, it's like, but it's, it is every movie. Yeah, it, so basically, yeah, you've you've nailed it. Of like, it's it's the hallmark. It's yeah. the hallmark syndrome of instead of home go, is better than away. Yeah, instead instead of going and having like the bland corporate job of having you know like a restaurant in somewhere like London because obviously it's soulless because it's not Little Italy. Yeah, like she's going to stay and have the small town family restaurant, but. At least it's now their type of restaurant. It yes. is a more upscale type restaurant yes. than their dad's own. Oh my god! Could you also? Could we not have had like the the moment of the dads putting the stores back together, please? Yeah, that would like nice. that would have been a nice like nutshell way to close this. Yeah, because there's no way the dads are going to make it if they don't get back together. This is true. Anyway, sorry <laughs> that that was like no. un, unplugged plot point makes me angry. No, no, no. I'm right there with you. But yeah, as for getting staying together, I, I mean. Nona and Nono do, so I think they don't have a choice, because otherwise, super awkward family Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Awkward! Anyway, do you have anything else to add, darling? That's it for me. I have nothing else either, so that will get it for this episode of Catch Buddies. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye! Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.